Material Components, Episode 103, Life is About Choices. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Glad to be here. Howdy. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Uh, I am Olivia, and I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer and Clone. <laughs> I am Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, and who is a half-elf rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session whatever that session may bring, I must ask, for perhaps the last time, do you all remember what happened last time? We done fucked up. We done fucked up. Did we, we fuck up? We done fucked up. <laughs> Get when. Who is this old man and where did he come from? Yeah. We done fucked up. He's called me. He's the real me. Okay, anyways. Oh um... Lisbon's okay. been doing, I was going to say two character voices, but Sid doesn't really have a character voice. No, no. But, anyway, uh, we, <laughs> fought, we fought a, col uh, a, a nega party, um, just sort of like the evil versions of, a, of not really. It was uh, Atticus Carter. We've got Phineas Finebrook. We've got the freaky Some fish guy. Random. Um, <laughs> Dude. You know, like, we, we never bothered to ask. This uh, is the character that shows up at the end, and he was part of the side quest line that you never actually did. So you don't actually, like, you've seen him once in the actual main storyline, but if you'd done the side quest, you'd actually be aware of what he was up to. Right, That's exactly. hilarious, because it's literally true, because if we had gone to Zonot Zero, we probably would have figured out what this character's deal was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Knowing us, probably not. I mean, yeah. I say figured out, but... It still probably would have taken the journal to be like, hey, this guy Xenophon's pretty chill and he's helping us do all this evil shit. Um, but yeah, we did it. We, we confronted <laughs> our fears. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure something... You're going to have to jog my memory as, as to precisely what that was happened on your way to confronting the uh, the, well. the, the big bad, as it were. Oh, yeah, we did, we, we did do that. Because it turns out well. Tirza's teleportation powers might not be as point A to point B as you were assuming. Which makes them yeah. very good, like, pretty classic, like, RPG uh Teleportation powers. You gotta go through the flight points. You know, you yeah. can't just go straight there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we took a little side trip to a little field trip to Cania. Mm -hmm. Yay! To the laboratory of Mephistopheles. Yeah. It was really delightful in a yeah. weird it was way. Genuinely, like a good 
friend that we met. We finally <laughs> got to meet like, Papastopheles. Papastopheles. Like, like a war criminal that's but just is so old that he can't that's... get out of his chair in the nursing home area of the prison that he's in for life for war crimes. Yeah, and like the know. nurses that tend to him are like, yeah, it's weird because he did war crimes, but he's really nice to me. But it's mostly because he can't remember how fucking evil he is. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. certainly some Operation Paperclip vibes going on with old Mephistopheles mm-hmm. uh, locked in but his the thing laboratory. Is, the thing is, is it all an act? We don't know. And we'll probably never know. Didn't want to get within the 20 feet of chain mm-hmm. to find out. So Yeah, within hugging distance, I'm sure. Yeah, we. it, I mean, it was heavily implied that he is a prisoner, uh, maybe more so than what devils consider hell to be. But, like, uh, he's not running the show. He's we, literally under house arrest. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and to be fair, if we do survive this, Tirza is absolutely going to go back and try to smother this old man with a pillow in his little nursing home See, room. When my brain like, auto-completed your sentence, it, you started saying smug, and I was like, smuggle him out of there. Of course, that's the right no. thing to do. And then you said smother the old man. I was like... Mm. Hey, you know, the part of my oath that I've been doing really bad on, and it's fiends shall taste my blade. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, uh, in this conversation with this creature that called itself Mephistopheles, Lord of Cania, creator of Hellfire, you know, you determined (laughs) that, yeah, he's probably not calling the shots these days. In that old eighth layer of hell. Mm. He is instead devoted his entire time to some grand experiment. Uh, He was on the nth iteration of at this point. 78th? 78th. Yeah, somewhere in there. Why do I remember that? Why is that important? But I can't remember my spells. (laughs) Couldn't tell you. Neither can I. But everything seemed to point to the fact that Mephistopheles' wife, an entity known only as Fury, was apparently uh, looking after the house, as he said, with the help of an entity known as Hutijin, also called the Boss. The Boss. I'm not gonna say this bitch, bitch, bitch. Now, precisely what all that means, who's to say? You, Mike. We had some things to do. You. There were important things to do. So, yeah. rather than keep poking around and maybe getting to the bottom of these questions you had, you decided to GTFO, and uh, you did catch a, a quick glimpse of something. A piece of these experiments on your way out the door. A confirmation that Cherish is not alone. Uh, Not an only child, as it were. Though, again, weird that apparently all of the experiments are marked except for Cherish. That is a curious fact. Also, one thing I wanted to double check on, the mm. 
the thing we got a glimpse of, was it like fully grown, like adult sized? Mm -hmm. Okay. That was another, that's another uh, thing I was thinking about. Cause I used ah, to be a baby. Sci-fi clones where they just become adults immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I used to be a baby. That's true. So. There is, did. there is historical record of Cherish's mm -hmm. babydom. Yeah. Mm. In the form of Calkin's memories. Oh, I was going to say, Calkin's wallet is full of drawings of Cherish as a baby. <laughs> she uh, personally bronzed your booties. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know you said booties as in like tiny shoes. <laughs> but baby shoes never bronzed. Like yeah, I know. I get that. Yes, I know. Well, also Fire resistance. Booty, yeah. You just dip the little baby booty in there and then it's, it's bronzed. It's like a photocopy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they uh, were like, are you sure you don't want to do the hands and the feet? And she was like, no, it's a family tradition. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Half orcs of it's her tribe heat, traditionally the... dip their children in molten bronze. We're, we're in what is potentially one of the final episodes. We're getting into the real meaty the real lore of <laughs> But for real though, I do think that there's like uh, the 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 like classic ink uh, print of the hands and the feet somewhere in Calkin's room. Sure. But after that little sidetrack, you teleported yet again, bouncing from one corner of the multiverse to another, bringing yourselves back to the material plane, or something very much like it, as you found yourselves thrown ass over tea kettle straight into the machinations of Atticus Carter. The cult leader, the enemy, the head of the Bard's Guild, that ne'er-do-well who has been pulling the strings of every piece of world-ending machination since the beginning of all of this. At least to hear him tell it. What about... He is indeed a butt. You heard it here first, folks. In spoiling his apparent plans, you forced him to teleport himself and the weapon he was preparing. That weapon, of course, being Lucrezia, the final member of the Threadless who had been twisted by the cult so early on in this campaign. Her transformation, not quite as complete as it could have been, uh, she Thank was... God. <laughs> Man, I wish we had destroyed all those skulls, though. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it, how much it would have helped. I don't know how that mechanic would work. I don't know. But one. So. You did have made her stronger. But you managed to not only put a stop to whatever this immediate ritual was, you also put a stop to one of your longest-running foes. The Dread Doctor, Phineas Finebrook, is no more. I've <laughs> never felt such a, a wave of ecstasy in my life. <laughs> in fact, let's go back and do it again. Let's bring him yeah. back to life so I can do it again. <laughs> Ah, I used my I used my revivify already. Gosh, darn it! Where's his head? It's around here somewhere. But Just sew it back on. Quick succession, you managed to, or some of you, 
managed to follow Atticus Carter through a, a rent in the air to his <laughs> final destination. Listen, we got there eventually. We did, you and know. How your we pants. found out Sid. that Tears is... Oh, oh they're yeah. great. If, if we Which can is... press digitate just at, right at the beginning of the session, that would be yeah. perfect. <laughs> but some of you followed straight behind. Some of you took a, a slight detour back to hell, albeit a different layer, mm. in which some of you on the plane of Avernus confronted the dragon queen herself, Tiamat, but was sent on your way. Not, not killed by Tiamat, so that's nice. So sad that I didn't right. just say F it and bring her with us, because... I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm bummed by that shit. Yeah, it would have been so fun. Meet, meet your your third mom. I'll meet her eventually. Oh, three, we three, all eight. know where I'm going. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, but yes. I did draw something while my internet was down that I'm putting in the chat. Folks at home, you'll get to see this when the episode comes out. Okay. The teleportation taking you there eventually the gaggle of adventurers known as the threadless spilled out onto the top of the plateau at the center of lake quelio where you know the old mage conducts her rituals on a tri-daily basis in order to keep the valley safe the final goal of atticus carter's plan as you had revealed several sessions ago was the death of the old mage the breaking of her spells which hold the outer storm at bay and apparently to all intents and purposes atticus carter may have succeeded because in the midst of your fight the old mage was exposed having been in some sort of comatose state within the circle in which she conducts her rituals she was laid bare before the malformed transformation of Lucrezia the Damned as she exploded in hellish fire, consuming the old mage and nearly taking some of you with her before a combination of all of your abilities managed to bring her low. Sid, I believe, uh, getting the killing blow. As is tradition. You also managed to kill the Biomancer Xenophon mm -hmm. and banish the fire elemental conjured by Atticus Carter. We banish it so much as Grawl just ate it. You om nom nommed it away. <laughs> I deal with my problems in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. It goes straight eat, eat to my feelings. thighs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I eat my feelings and your feelings and their feelings mm -hmm. and his feelings and her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a little bit of that and mm -hmm. that. You know, technically, Sid didn't get the final blow. That was Stormpiercer. That's All true. on his own. All by his so lonesome. Did Sid ever get a kill then in yeah. the entire campaign? Hard to say. <laughs> Hard to say. Mm. Hard to say. Mm. Take away some of those levels is... in Rogue. As Lucrezia the Damned fell, she took the old mage with her. But thanks to some quick magic at the hands of Tears of Cloakbearer, <laughs> the old mage lives, albeit 
in a very unconscious state. Yeah. Severely mm. wounded. You're unsure if she is capable of regaining consciousness, let alone conducting a ritual that, if not done in two hours' time, will mean that the outer storm will descend upon the Tempest Rest Valley and magic will again go mad. So, Threadless Heroes, you find yourselves at 8 p.m. on the second of Bloom at the top of the plateau in the center of Lake Quelio. What do you do? First things first, I toss Camion, uh, or, or who, Camion's pretty distraught right now. Uh, I toss Judah uh, a rope and I tell him to tie up and gag Atticus Carter. Excellent. Uh, Cherish was about to say that somebody should do that. So what Cherish is going to do is get uh, one of our superior healing potions um, okay. and see if I can get it down the nervous throat. Okay. Um, you do, and you see some of the, the superficial burns on her skin clear up. Uh, it's a superior healing potion, yes? Yeah. It's that good shit, Mike. It's good not shit. That, it's not quite the supreme healing potion. But it is superior. But it is superior. In almost every way. Almost we... every way. Except for taste. Tastes, mm -hmm. tastes worse than the, <laughs> the normal stuff because it's got less sugar in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it heals her for a little bit, and she looks better, but still not great, and she is still unconscious. Right. I mean, See, we got two more of these. Well, let's yeah, let's I, use all let's use all of our healing. <laughs> I don't know how much HP uh, the old mage had. That's not something Sid would say. Yeah. Um, Level twenty wizard, probably about forty-five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had less than I did, probably. <laughs> it's less than a hundred. I'll tell I you mean, what. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do we before we go, you know, sh shoving these down her throat? Do we know that it's? I mean, was she unconscious when you all got here? I say, fully knowing that she was. She it was could in be... some kind of trance. Um. None of us have used our pocket watches today, correct? Yeah, no. Correct. Great. Somebody should call um, Rigel. Rigel Goodbody. Yeah. Yeah. See if we can get him here. Yeah. If he has um, magic. I don't know. I will use mine. Okay. You know, the pocket watches you have available to you are Cherish, Sid, Camion. Yeah. Yes. You have three. One of them should be Rigel. Uh, cherish here, emergency. Uh, old mage, unconscious. Carter almost succeeded. We need help. Come Pretty to the lake. Oh yeah, well yeah. Come to the ritual circle. On the lake, I got enough words for that. <laughs> There's a distinct lack of response. Because this motherfucker was in on it the whole goddamn time. Or he's dead. Or he's dead. 
You know the message was sent, but it's impossible to say whether or not it, it was received in any way, shape, or form. Okay. But the amount of time that normally would dictate a response elapses, and there is no answer. Well, okay. the message has been sent. Um, when, if using sending, it goes to that person. So if we used it on, to send something to the old mage, whether they're conscious today, I don't know specifically the wording of sending. They have to be conscious, I'm okay. pretty sure. It can wake somebody up. You've had that happen before. My other thought is trying to figure out if if her consciousness isn't exactly here where it would be and bringing her back and maybe going into the dreamlands to figure I was, out where that's at. I was actually thinking the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could try using wait. Tears as a bloodhound. We could try... I don't even know that my thing works in the dream. Like, that might just be a physical thing. Yeah, I, again, yeah. I'm willing to try anything. I mean, you could physically travel to the dreamlands. Mm-hmm. True. I don't um, know if that's more or less dangerous than performing the ritual, but I yeah, potentially if hypothetically or her consciousness would be tied to her physical body in some way that I could follow, but I don't know it, they just look like strings going off. So I could, you know, put my hands on her and try to go somewhere and then go to back to hell for whatever reason. Um, the other way would potentially be Grawl, Grawl going to sleep and then y'all pulling a string to get to Grawl to then, like, roundabout way get you all into the, the dreamlands. I, I'm just, yeah. yeah. Just the, there's ways to theoretically get there. I just don't know if that's the avenue that everyone wants to pursue. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Stormpiercer also has a connection to the Dreamlands as well. It's true, I do. Again, a little fuzzy on precisely what that is, but yes. Just throwing it out there. Um, okay. Well, I mean, we could... Tr I mean, even if we tried to wake her up I mean, this ritual takes it out of her. Like, it's exhausting. She's not in any condition to perform it as far as I know. I actually have some thoughts on that, which is that if she needed it, we could always help in our way. I know we've never done it besides to close rifts, but hypothetically the same thing that we do could work for that for the, saying the hypothetically the, a lot the ritual that the old mage casts i mean if it's just energy she needs we know we have that in abundant supply well not right now as much but but some 
Yeah. Not it's going to yeah. be fixed and nothing that's going to be fixed in two hours. Yeah. How does, uh, Mike, how does time, when we go to Duskwalker imports and exports TM, how does time, how does time, like, it, the time isn't exactly one to one, right? When we go there, it's absolutely not. Well, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's, no time at all passes. Sometimes a lot of time passes. It's random. It seems to be the case, yes. Mm. You've never been able to predict or control how much time passes when you enter Duskwalker. Well, never mind then. I was thinking if we moved her in in there, uh, perhaps she could recover, and but no time would pass here. But I guess there's no guarantee. Camion well, will look towards you, Cherish, and say, in the meantime, could we at least get more potions into her? She looks bad. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. How many superior potions of healing do you have? Three. 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 Let's use all of them. You already used one? Or yeah. three mm -hmm. more? Uh, we, have, we have two left okay. after the one I used. Okay. Gotcha. So I will just delete those from the bag of holding. Cool. Then she heals up. Maybe she really needs potassium. We have an I mean, infinite we have, supply I, of potassium. I was going to vaguely joke about mashing up a banana and trying to feed it to her, just like in case Baby she needs the kcals. But... Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. no, that's smart. I like that. Yeah. yeah. To sort of relieve um, some of the tension. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Break, 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 uh, break the tension with some humor. Yeah. Seems like a, a really good idea. Take one from the Reed Morris School of Thought. 37 plus 16 is 53. So she looks markedly better as you feed her the last of these healing potions. Uh, she, The burns are almost completely gone. She still is unconscious. She still yeah. looks... Now that you're, like, holding her up and, like grasping at her as you're pouring these healing potions down her throat, she is emaciated, and that becomes very, very clear very quickly. Holding her, it feels like you've got a bundle of sticks tied together with sinew and voluminous robes. It's always been very difficult to tell mm. because she's wearing these big fancy robes, which, again, the fancy robes seem miraculously undamaged considering the amount of fire she withstood. Does anybody know of I'm trying to think As how does her helix staff which has rolled away onto the ground uh, the ring on her finger with the, the massive sapphire is also miraculously unscarred though a green gemstone you don't know the source of it, has rolled to the f ground next to her as well. And she's no longer, because uh, during the fight she was kind of suspended in the air, kind of stuck, but that's no longer the case. Is right. that correct? Okay. Um, I'll go pick up her staff and bring it towards everyone. Yeah. Uh, there is an immediate sensation of hunger that rolls through you when you touch the staff. I, I, I fucking killed Finebrook and fed it a, a, a rod of the pack keeper plus two and a fire elemental. Mock and fucking chill, dog. And the hunger says, 
more. If you, give a, if you give a mo- a magic item. <laughs> it's like the dog that just won't quit eating. Moth's going to be not fitting through many of those aisles. As you pick up the staff, Brawl, you reach down with your offhand and you see your fingers fused into a three-clawed hand, the weird wiry hair sticking up out of your arm, the slight carapace that has formed along your forearm. Pops up like that. Okay. Still gonna bring it over to everyone. I can let go of the staff, right, Mike? Uh, yes, but as you do, occasionally your hand will spasm. It's a it's an uncontrolled muscle twitch, Money and there's a there's right an off. itching sensation coming from your collarbone and along your ribs. Lovely. Really good. Really good. Great. Awesome. Um, so do we, do we think we could wake her up with, with a pocket watch or are we going to need to travel via the dreamlands? And while you've all been talking, uh, Judah has attempted to wake her up just by medicine. He has a medicine kit, so he's using some smelling salts to try to get her up to no avail. Mm -hmm. He's trying less gentle means after you've poured the healing potions down. Just a little shake and maybe like a pat's on the face. Nothing's happening. She's just ragdolled. And he stops before doing anything too excessive. It's probably is she... She's breathing, though? Or yes. is she... Okay. Talila is standing nearby, looking on, slightly concerned. Hmm. Okay. okay, so one of the things I'm potentially worried about is that if she had a ring of mind shielding, like I do, she her soul would have gone into a ring or whatever, which it wouldn't be able to come back out, um, even if her body was healed, I think. I don't well, know. Yeah. So, there's a way to... Isn't there a way to magically tell like, if any of her items do that? Yeah, the identify spell. Yeah, don't have that. Look around to everybody. I don't think Any, don't anybody have anything that. like that? Everybody shakes their head. Yeah, yeah it's kind of hoping for Talila, but yeah. I don't do that sort of magic. I don't either, unfortunately. Could you use your sight on her? Can you see? Sure, I'll do it. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, well, I'll let you do that. But doesn't does detect magic tell you what school of magic, or is that a different thing? It can mm-hmm. if you focus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you use Eldritch Sight, mm-hmm. and as you open your eyes and open your eyes again and again and again, everyone who's watching Grawl suddenly sees a transformation overcoming his face. This chitinous, 
strange carapace begin to form up his neck and across the left side of his face and cover one of his eyes until it's this malformed, multifaceted, glowing green orb. And Grawl, you feel this happening as you stare and your vision suddenly blurs for half a second. You see endless rows of shelves around you. But as you focus and look, you see that there are intense magics coming from the staff in your hand, the gemstone that has fallen to the ground, the robes that she's wearing, and the Mm. ring on her finger. And everything else is non-magical. Tricks. You know who would be able to do that is Blizz. I mean, he has teleporting capabilities, right? I don't know. You know he can cast teleportation circle. Yeah. There is a teleportation circle. You're standing in it. Oh, shit. But right. very, very I few people knew about it. know this, yeah. yeah. The fact oh, that Carter Atticus knew. Carter had it yeah. is, yeah. Trolling. Um... Would Rigel know Grawl? about it? Well, Rigel isn't. Oh, Rachel. I'm just curious if Rigel yeah. would know. Oh, I prob- bet he does. Probably, know. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Grawl, can you focus on the ring to see if it is some sort of abjuration? Probably. Yeah, sure. Mind shielding would be. It's not that <laughs> divination, right? When Grawl speaks. There is a terrifying clicking, chittering sound that kind of layers his voice when he talks now. Chris. Buddy. What you get from the ring is a very strong enchantment signature from it. Mm-hmm. As well as a little bit of evocation, but mostly it's uh, seems to be a focused power of enchantment. Mm. Okay, well then her soul is probably not in the ring, which is good. Okay. Um. Well, we... Okay. We need to figure out if... The old mage, we either need to figure out a way to get the old mage back on her feet and ready to do this ritual, or we need to figure out what this ritual specifically is and just kind of wing it like we always do. Perhaps her magic items are part of that. We we don't know, but... Give me a history check. Okay. Can anybody do this? Yeah, everybody can do it. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> I sit <laughs> and I read for two hours. As opposed yeah. to the other three. Well, that's Actually. pretty good. 18 minus for 1, 17. Sid, anyways. Yeah, 17 minus 1, 16. High five. And, and 19 <laughs> minus 1, 18. Okay. So we have 18, 21, 17, and what'd you get, Grawl? I got 17. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I got 16, 17, 19, and 21. 21. Yeah. 
Um, you've all seen this ritual done once before. That's true. When the old mage first invited you to the tower, she brought you here to show you That's the ritual. Right. What you saw was unlike any ritual you've done in recent history or yeah. seen, really, in recent history. Right. All that it was seemed to revolve around her staff, her ring, and just her own innate magical abilities that were amplified by this circle that you're in right now, this ring of standing stones directed at the outer storm and the product of it was a light show that resembled an aurora borealis cascading across the sky so okay. whatever is involved in this ritual it most assuredly involves her ring and her staff at the very least okay um, but also whatever her own innate capabilities were which I'm sure is a lot. Um, yeah. But um, did, did the stones like light up or react at all during the the yes, ritual? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay. And she asked you not to be in this circle when she was doing it. Yeah. Um. Come in. Mm. Remind me. Can you read the writing on these stones or? Uh, they'll glance around. It's an old... Huh. It's like Sylvan, but older. I don't... Right, that's kind right. Because of... it's like it's like a mix between Sylvan and Primordial, I believe. Mm -hmm. um... Oh, I do Maybe. Speak. I don't know if I'm reading it right, though. Right. I I can guess at what some of it says. I mean, it's better than nothing. Okay. Uh, Camion will stand up and start pacing around the circle. It's a big circle. It's yeah, twenty foot radius with a a few uh, dozen standing stones about. So they will start pacing around and looking at all of the, the stones and trying to decipher them. It's like, if we can maybe get like a gist of what is going on with the stones, maybe that can help. I mean, I'm I'm going to assume that if we need to use... Okay, right now we need to decide if we're going to try and find her consciousness or not. Because if we're not going to, the ring and the staff are going to take an hour to attune to. And right. regardless of who the... does it. Yeah, what was the little stone that she dropped? It was very magical. You don't, besides that, you don't know what. Maybe vaguely resembles an Iune stone, which you would all be familiar okay. with in concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there is a way to attune to something quicker. Unless you hop out and it's four hours later. 
Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Can we well, go I... into the shop and leave the door open? So obviously the time flows at a normal rate. Uh, uh. Oh, that's how try. it works. <laughs> we need a more scientifically inclined group to test these oh, things. I'm, I am plenty scientifically mined. It's just we never have the fucking time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that all, all of us don't necessarily need to go into the dreamlands. I mean, I agree with that. Somebody should definitely, I mean, even though Carter is uh, restrained, uh, someone should stay here to keep an eye on things, at and least. Just one to be person. clear, Carter is currently unconscious and tied up and gagged. Yep. So the most effective people to go into the Dreamlands are Half Bug Man and a person who doesn't like going to the Dreamlands. It's not the Dreamlands. It's one specific part. And I'll go there if the world's about hey. to end. Okay, okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the archive because that's where she's gonna be at, and you're gonna have just a hell of a time. I mean, you it's, don't we don't know that that's where she is, is, but no, I know yeah, of course no, but that would be funny if she was there and Tears is having a moment of crisis, just like I I said I wouldn't go in there. But anyways, so I feel like the two of us if we, we can want split up more into trial go, teams if we want. Right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, if we do that, yeah. we should do it now, so we I can get now. back. Yeah. Talila would say, "I can go to the Dreamlands with you." There we go. Oh, and Talila can. Yeah, we know that mm -hmm. Talila can travel and. Yeah, that's a that's a she formidable does. team right there. I can't really leave right now because all my magic is. Being used but you're from familiar, at least. Oh, mm-hmm. Dang it, I can't get... Wait. Pearl power? She would have to attune to it. Yeah. She could also take a short rest and use Arcane Recovery, which is a wizard thing, but... But that's also almost that an hour. Time. Yeah. 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 Okay. And as okay. of right now, it is now 8.15. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah, so the three of us... Con I mean, the three of you can travel via either Grawl or Tirza, theoretically. Um, I was going to say that while we're doing that to be the most... Oh, so so that's uh, interesting, because if we go in and are able to find her and bring her back, then awesome, she's still attuned to her things. But the other thing that you guys could be doing while we're in there is attuning to her items. But right. if we go in there and find her, she comes back, she's no longer attuned to her shit. Right. I guess it's a race. Yep. Because oh, if you oh, start to attune to something, does that break the other person's even if you don't get all the way through it? You don't know. You've never tried. This is also true. Yeah. And... There's multiple items that she uses in the ritual. I imagine that you can't attune to like three things at once to take an hour. I mean, I don't sure, know. Sure, Iron Strike. I can pretty much do anything. Um. Uh, <laughs> never tried attuning to more than one item at a time. Uh, nope. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, the 
chunk of blue rhinestone is in the bag of holding, right? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Don't forget about that, because yes. that might help with something. Something, yeah. Something. You know, I know. Out. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Blue, blue rhinestone. Let's have a party. You have a large chunk of sapphire rhinestone that you've uh, taken from the clockwork dragon you fought. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Then let's do it. Okay. How do you propose I... to get to the dreamlands? I think I should go to sleep. Try to go to the dreamlands. Then you try to pull Tirza or uh, Talila and yourself to me. I can do that. Because before it required a ritual with incense and stuff like that to get you guys into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to work to bypass it or not. This is Reed talking, obviously. We'll but... see. So, nap time, I guess. So, Grawl is going to attempt to force himself to fall asleep. Isn't there, like, something quicker? Yeah, I could uh, get a banana out and run and eat it and throw the banana peel down, and then I could run at it really quick and hope I hit my head. Oh, hey, Grawl, I can help you go to sleep. Great, do it. Don't stay unconscious for too long. It's super bad. Super for you. bad for you. <laughs> I'll just sleep it. I'll just. I'll just. I'll just. You know. Sleep, sleep it, off. it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. I am genuinely asking if what are you trying to do to achieve unconsciousness, girl? Uh, yeah, I was just going to lay down and try to go to sleep. Okay. Laying down That's... and attempting to go to sleep. It proves to be a difficult prospect. Yeah. Give well, we have. Go ahead. A wisdom check. A wisdom check. Interesting. Yes. <sighs> Damn it. Nine. Your mind is just a flurry with. Uh, you have less than two hours until the. Armageddon clock ticks to zero. You're halfway into transforming into a bug person. Your arm is still flinching uncontrollably as you lay there. You think you feel something rattling against the chitin on your arm. It doesn't help that Tirza and Talila are just standing over you. You sleeping yet? Are you asleep yet? Little shark teeth. It's got like a fish eye lens on the camera. Just like she just looks just bonkers. Well, I mean, I I threw it out before, but Stormpiercer is somehow connected to the Dreamlands. It's true. We we have that as well as maybe other things connected to the Dreamlands. I don't know. Um, But that's that's all that I have. Okay, so try it. That might be a quicker way to do it. But who I mean, we're <laughs> I you might not be able to f- figure out cuz there's a lot of threads, right? Like you don't necessarily know which one is which. I don't. Tears of having not trained with this ability very much has been basically doing this by instinct and by luck. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 
But I guess it's worth a shot, because if you fuck up, you can just come back, so... Just keep trying them. <laughs> yep. Eventually, I will... Will I have to go with Tirza and... I don't think so. That's not how it's worked before. Well, it, it, it has. Because when you use the journal, the journal came with us. And when you use the chains, the chains came with us. Yeah. But she was holding those. Right. It Did didn't it... happen with Zariel and Valor. Zariel, yeah. uh... Did Zariel's presence come with us back to the material plane? What a delightful question that you don't have yeah, time to answer. Yeah, that is a I pretty mean, delightful I remember, question, ain't it? I remember her... That's her, spooky as shit. I remember her horrible waves of rage as I exited Valor, but... Yeah, weird how Nothing Valor else. decided to go to hell right after that happened, huh? Um, oh, God! The best of intentions. Well, no, 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 it was like two days after. Yeah. That's pretty close. Okay, anyway. um, It's not not a coincidence. Like, you, okay. know, you know what I could also use instead of Stormpiercer, just in case he does come with us? I could use the other sword. I don't want to, but I could try to. Oh. The Storm Echo? That no. one? Or what other sword? What other sword are you Your talking about? Your sword, bud. Back off. Well, because you're going. You're going <laughs> with us, and it'll get us theoretically to the archive, right or to wherever where... the fuck Mont is. I mean... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is that's on you. Go for it. Go for it. I don't know if you're gonna like where that takes you. I am sure I won't. Let's do it. Let's fucking let's go. Let's all all hands on deck. If someone else has a better plan than right now, would please, 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 please be the time to mention it. My Judah plan will say to be clear, is Mott literally physically in the dreamlands? That's unclear. That's yeah. There is just there is just. Or are they only able to communicate with Grawl through the Dreamlands? That's also a very big if. And if we go to the actual place, then I'm going to die because I'll try to kill a lightning bug thing. Right. Let's they're not, not lightning do that. bugs. They're yeah. Right. Try to Listen, Why don't we I mean... just? Why don't we just go four and four and Sid you? Also go to the Dreamlands. And you can stay with Stormpiercer. Yeah. Or does it can knock me out? Or we can Here, do that. fine. Uh, I'm actually... I'm gonna take Talila by the shoulder, and I'm gonna see if I can just go through Grawl. Okay. Ooh. Uh, you place a hand on Grawl? Mm-hmm. Which shoulder are you putting it on? <laughs> not the bug one! Why not? It's a new sensation. It's it's wacky, it's weird, it's fun. Be Placing adventurous. a hand on his other shoulder, you quickly realize they're both the bug one. Okay. Oh! <laughs> yeah. No, four and four might be the way to go. Shitballs. 
Cherish is right. I don't f feel good leaving <laughs> Atticus Carter here, but the four of you are very capable. No. I mean, does anything happen, Mike? Oh, three, four and three. I keep forgetting Valor's not here for some reason. Mm. Oh, Fine. he's always with us. He's with in, in our right hearts. Mm -hmm. Like cholesterol. Tirza, if you could please give me a charisma saving throw. Mm -hmm. Come on, Ozzy Dehaka, don't let me down. <laughs> How this big is, is that one that the, you just the, rolled? And this is through Grawl? I forgot that he's really mad at me right now, and he is not the one I should have prayed to. Yeah, that's a natural one. Oh, called it. <laughs> well, maybe it's for the best you didn't bring me this time. This yep. is balance. This is what <laughs> happens for us rolling so well last time. Overall, how many hit dice do you have left? Oh, oh shit. I have <laughs> two. Two. Okay. Could you please roll those for me? Mm -hmm. oh, no. oh. And give me the total when you've got it. Mm -hmm. Oh. That's not a hit die. That is... Uh, I got the wrong one. There it is. Okay. Oof. I rolled a one and a seven, so eight. Eight. Tirza takes eight psychic damage as you glance at the connections that are flowing to <laughs> and from Grawl. I don't know what I expected. You, yeah, you know what? Bob <laughs> that was this me. one makes sense. Opening the opening the dove bag and <laughs> and what you see is a lattice work of bonds that are looping in and onto themselves in a way that makes a corona around Grawl that look like large ephemeral wings. Hmm. It's kind of cool. It's bonds that are cool. growing in thickness in strength density. and density pouring out from the sword and into Grawl and back into the sword and out into Grawl and back into the sword, feeding back in upon itself growing stronger and stronger by the moment uh, I think what you guys see is it's like Tears has been it, it, like force damaged. Yeah. It's like she's been physically repelled and she like stumbles backward. Om yeah. Almost knocks Talila over and like staggers away from Grawl. So that didn't work. Um, Should I just <laughs> miss the sword? No, just, I don't know what that's going that, to do. that would. Yeah. Just bring, just, just use Storm Piercer. Like I will go with you. Okay. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> don't do it again. Touch Storm Piercer. Okay. So, you still holding on to Talila as well? Yeah. Okay. Grawl, uh, come here. Uh, Camion has a has a pocket watch, correct? That is correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Each party has a pocket watch that can still work today. Perfect. I'm assuming I have to make another charisma. So you're save. trying to latch on to Sid, taking Talila uh, and Grawl with you? Yes. Or are you specifically latching on to Stormpiercer? Uh, specifically Stormpiercer. Okay. Who yeah. I'm assuming Sid is holding. 
Yes. Okay. Drawn. Yeah. Okay, yeah, another charisma saving throw. So oh, much better. Uh, that is a 21. Okay. Stretching out from Storm Piercer, as you close your eyes and focus, you see the outlines of those connected to you standing nearby, the faint outline periphery of the horror that Grawl is becoming just beyond what you're <laughs> looking at. But you can sense it now, you can feel it. It's a taste you can't get rid of. But despite that, you focus on Storm Piercer, and there is a bright blue connective tether leading off to somewhere. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, again, not physically, but mentally, emotionally reach out and pull. And there is a moment, Cherish as you're watching this happen, where Tirza is eyes closed, reaching out and grasping something invisible, and for the briefest moments, you think that suddenly your vision is growing blurry in a strange way. You see it almost like grease paint being smeared across a window. As your friends blur and distend, their bodies becoming strangely out of focus before snapping and disappearing. Oh, yeah, because we've never seen this happen. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah, that was weird. From <laughs> the outside, Judah will say, That looks... Huh. The... When we were in Mechanus, briefly, the pillars that we used to get back, it looked like that. Oh, I should mention Qbert is still with you. And oh, Hubert yeah, so we are behind. four and four. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone... The most important part of our party. Because mm -hmm. someone, someone gave Hubert a gun, right? I said, yeah. I told mm -hmm. someone yeah. to do that, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hubert we created say, guns just for Hubert. Okay. Fascinating! Uh, as your companions vanish. While... When they disappear, Cherish, what are you doing? Um... Uh, oh, so the first thing I'm doing is uh, I am going to activate uh, the Reverie of Nessus. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to, in the next 18 seconds, I am back up to full HP and I have all of my spell slots and hit dice and uh, sorcery points back. Dope. Camion stops in their investigation of the the stones in the circle here and just stares at you while this is happening. You don't know what you look like when this happens. It's probably bad. You look like a moth. It's weird. You definitely get the sense that it is an abrupt and slightly terrifying visage to behold. As yeah. Judah would say in the midst of this, Cherish, are, are you alright? Um, well, physically I feel amazing, um, but, you know. Your eyes. Yeah. Uh, they're red. How bad? Yeah, okay. So that, that bad. Could be worse. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah. But you're sure no, you're all it's, right. It's certainly not great. Um, but I have this evil stick and it does a bunch of cool stuff and All right. Yeah. And we need somebody to be a hundred percent. Camion coming back around after investigating the circle will say about that. This circle, I mean, from what I can tell, I, I think it's just an amplifier. Okay, I Whatever it is the old mage be. does, this just makes it bigger. Okay. Okay, so let's think about this. We know that spells of incredibly high level can be cast with multitudes of energy and other amplifiers. What the Jarashir did to uh, the mass banishment that it did, that the Jarashir did to most of the demons and to uh, Demogorgon. And to Demogorgon, thank you. We know that those are possible. Um, Judah would say, uh, like that ritual you conducted in Fair Ames here. Exactly. Um, I'll be Dozim's horde wilting. Let's not um, do that one again. It's not my finest hour. Hmm. Um, we had a brief discussion of theory with Tears's cloak's friend in the Moving Dreamlands. On, yes, okay. Right. You know, it's that statue that that kid has. Um, sure. Right? The one that's a dragon now. Um, I remember that part. Uh, we had some discussion about other things that the old mage could be capable of or other mass memory um, modification, because no one can seem to remember what happened 500 years ago, but that's kind of neither here nor there in terms of, like, morality and, like, should she have done it or not? or even if she did it. But what are... <laughs> me, the only caster here. What are spells? Let's think about this. What? <laughs> Throw stuff at the whiteboard, guys. What are spells that can uh, protect things, keep things out? Talila's done a couple of them. Um, she's done Lehman's Tiny Hut. She's done Morden Kanan's thingy. Um, I know some spells that can do that sort of thing. Protection from energy can protect you from specific types of energy being directed at you. Right. Um, I mean, frankly, what I just did with the cool stick um, is kind of a version of that. Um, there are spells that make you immune to divination magic that I know. Again, it would be really great if we knew what the storm was. <laughs> Because, uh, what was Mordenkainen's fortress? Is that what it was? Hmm? The thing that Talila cast? Yeah. Mordenkainen's private sanctum. But private she sanctum. didn't say that. She just said it was Mordenkainen's and now it's mine. Right. Because it's not, that's not a spell that exists in the valley that we know of. Right. Um, but she did kind of explain it to us. Mm-hmm. In her own Talila-y way. Right. 
Um, so, but it's probably not that one because A, Talila learned it from the Skein Witch, and B, it prevents planar travel. So that's clearly not <laughs> what it is because planar travel happens all the fucking time in this place. Sort of. Um, sort of. I mean, sort of, right? But it's it's not... It's it's possible is the thing. So right. it's probably not that one. It's some kind of weather control spell? If she's stopping the Maybe. storm? But there's also a, a magic energy component to it, I think, because what's what she's preventing is magic going mad. Whatever that means, whatever that was. Right. And there is something outside of the wall, and... The outer storm. Well, not in... That's not the only thing. There... Did you guys not see the big snake? I mean, everyone saw the big... Whatever it was in the outer storm. Okay, well, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So that's out there, too. It seems that what she normally does doesn't necessarily do anything to that, though, because we asked her to kind of do something to that. And it kind of fucked her up. We asked her to try to stop Demogorgon from coming through, and splitting her attention is, I think, what fucked her up. But I think whatever she did affected that Maybe. because I mean we'd never heard it make any noise before there was also the time with the Terask let's not forget that right something out there fought the Terask yeah so it's keeping a thing but we also know right things can leave things can leave but they can't come in right right Except whatever happened with Jeremiah Payne. But I think that was an anomaly. Okay. Or it might not have been. We don't know. I don't know anything. Which is really mm. my biggest problem. But it has something to do with the old mage's items? Or yes. just um, what she can do? The old mage have a forge bond. We don't know. She does you don't know what it is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was hoping the staff would chime in here and just be like, "Oh yeah, no, it's this this thing." <laughs> I was going to ask what about do you, that. What uh, do you guys want to know? Raw, I'm assuming you Ooh. left the staff behind. Yeah. Okay. I know everything about the ritual. Just ask me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't oh, worry. Oh if, God, if please all you tell have me. to do. The old mage never talks to me. I've been waiting to tell someone my life story. Oh, God, it's Cody. <laughs> if that's how this campaign ends, I'm going to be very happy. So Same, because it would mean we would know what to do. Um... Reluct I'll kind of hold up a finger like one sec. Uh and telepathically 
I would like to ask Ruby. Mm. Um, yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> Not sure. What's going on? I saw you killed some people. That was fun. Yeah, it was great. Actually, I didn't get a killing blow on anything except some skulls, but anyway. But you helped. And helping in murder is what counts. That's true in terms of the law, for sure. Intention um, is very important. It is. God, I miss Tiamat. <laughs> I don't say that, but uh, that's me, Elliot, saying that I miss Tiamat. Um, <laughs> are you... Mm. The item that you replaced... Oh, yes. Unfortunately, was able to communicate with other intelligent items. Hmm, fascinating. Are you able to do that? Probably. Can you kind of feel out if there are any other intelligent items? Hmm. Oh, yes. There are a few. Ah. Fear is so interesting from an inanimate object. Okay, let's let's not make them fear too much. This is we're, we're this is a this is a uh recon only <laughs> for now. There are two. One on the Minotaur and one on the elf. None from the old mage. Okay. I said the elf, not the Eladrin. Ah, that's right. Those are different things. The staff, the ring? No. The emerald? Yes, that stone. There is intelligence there. Consciousness. At least enough to fear. Okay. Now, rein it in. <sighs> Very well. And thank you. You're welcome. Okay. And I put my finger down. Okay. So it seems that the emerald has some sort of intelligence to it. I don't know if it's a forge-bound item, but It is an intelligent item. Oh, okay. Should we pick it up and ask it some questions? Not a bad start. And Judah will kind of shrug and clop over to the emerald that fell to the ground and, like, in his big hands, pick up this tiny little jewel and say, Hello? Is anyone in there? And there's a long silence before Judah quirks his head to the side and then says, They're speaking into my mind. Huh. Interesting. Oh. Oh, I see. Hmm. 
All right. Oh. I, hmm. Okay. Um, and he'll look back up to you, and he'll say, I think you've heard of this before. You know what the Living Gate is, right? Yes, I do. Actually, thankfully. And he'll kind of hold up the piece and go, I think this used to be a part of it. Meanwhile. All uh, right. Crawl, <laughs> you should eat that. <laughs> I'm not Grawl anymore, okay? Grawl's, on the, Grawl's the nougat bug, center of this bug, bug boy. Bugman jump, you should eat that. Mm-hmm. You feel mm. that pulling sensation behind your navels as you're all whipped through blind eternities, the world streaking around you. There, that, uh, that hmm. feeling when you're on roller skates and someone's got a jump rope tied around your waist, just kind of pulling you along. Absolutely, precisely Perfect. that feeling. Perfect. Yep. Good. Except you're I'm also going downhill, and the jump rope just kind of started going slack. Oh, oh shit! Jamie. Oh, <laughs> That all too relatable feeling that everybody has experienced in their mm-hmm. life. Yes, of course. Thing is, even if you haven't done it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you suddenly find yourselves hurtling towards a broad, expansive woodlands. Streaking down out of the sky, you find yourselves in free fall yet again. Hurtling down, down, down. In the distance, you see a technicolor wonderland stretching out in every direction. Grawl, you would immediately recognize this place. Or at least, the vibrancy of this place. This exact location is perhaps unknown to you, but the rolling nightmare dreamscape of the dreamlands is very much a familiar sight. And by sight, I simply mean the fact that This strange patchwork of unreality that you've grown accustomed to traveling here so many times. The important question I think I have is, if I went into the dreamlands via sleep, would I look like my normal self? Or because Tirza is bringing us here this way, I'm assuming I'm still... Would you call me Bugman Jones? Back when you were experiencing this mild transformation for the first time, whenever you entered the dreamlands, it abated, and you had your residual self-image presented. Being dragged physically into the dreamlands is a different experience entirely. Not only do you all still have your forge-bound items that are still connected to you, Grawl, you are still partially transformed, and none of you have to make the checks to maintain your memories of self as you're being pulled into this place physically. (laughs) Can you guys imagine? (laughs) That also means if you die here, you die for real. Yeah. Yeah. Freddy Freddy Krueger rules, I see. Mm -hmm. Good thing I've got a nice... Round 39 HP. Well, the good news is is you feel your skin hardening, and I'll give you an extra plus one to AC at this point. Sweet. Awesome. 
17 AC. <laughs> Hurtling down out of the sky, you see yourselves falling towards a forested canopy. If not for the fact that the last time you were doing this, you literally went through the roof of a mountain, you would assume that you are about to smash into this canopy and be completely obliterated by branches whipping at your face and bodies. That is not the case. As you land, you feel the trees blur past you, the branches seemingly unaffected by your f physically passing through them. And you land with a crash in the midst of a woodland glade. There is a, a low rolling hill just to your right, dappled with trees. A stream rolls down it. There is the burble of water. It smells crisp and clean here. And somewhere nearby you hear the low sounds of a flute being played. Okay. Hmm. We gotta go. And walk and talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just a quick question, Mike, uh, since we're at the end of the campaign here. The, that falling sensation, is that is that like uh, like a falling dream when we're experiencing it. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult to process precisely how much time actually passes. It's more right. that the ground that you're coming to is rising to meet you, less that you're falling necessarily. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the flute. Yep. It's not far. You see very quickly that on a, a rock that overhangs the stream nearby there is a figure sitting a pack laid across the rock just behind their back a sword unstrapped from a belt laid out near the pack and this low mournful sound coming out from the flute as you approach you see a slim form of with Pale skin, bare arms, uh, dirty blonde hair, crop short, a feminine figure from behind. Little dapples of red coming down her hair. Hmm. Um, then they're faced away from us. Mm -hmm. Can I call out? Hello? And the flute will cut off. And as she turns, you are caught suddenly by the slightly older face of Angela as she turns to look at you. And she'll squint at first her eyebrow cocked she smiles as though there's something here she should be understanding but she's not quite in on what it is and she'll say i hi 
What are you? What am I? Yeah. Last time I checked, I was just a simple traveler. Um, I could ask you the same thing. That's not necessarily how we make introductions around these parts. You seem to be a little out of your depth. Yeah, you you could say that. I just is this this form is this this is your real form this is what you're not some kind of shapeshifter or i could or, ask you the same thing yeah well i asked first um oh can i can i um insight check this uh, whatever this is sure yeah Tear- gonna... tirza is beaming <laughs> that is i'm a bug a 15 15 as you think she's being honest but as far as you can tell she is staring at you with this expression that just says there's something going on here that I should be understanding but aren't but 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 don't but she's got this half cocked smile like clearly there's some kind of joke being played on her that she's not in on quite yet yeah, I know the feeling. Um, I kind of look around, like, is this some kind of trap? Is this... Uh, uh... Grawl, you have um, experience here in the Dreamlands. Are there shapeshifters or doppelgangers or anything that would reside here? I should say so, considering you're one of them. I am no, I am not a shapeshifter. I I'm a half elf. Right. Who just half happens to be world. wearing the face of my ex-husband. Quite. You got the hair wrong, by the way. Yeah. Ears aren't quite right. Tears <laughs> is nodding wildly. Smells way worse too. Yeah, it's don't know how you figured out the sword, but clever. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Sid, let's store and talk to her. Um. Huh. Storm piercers. I'm not. uh... Sid, I don't know what's happening right now. Well, that makes both of us. And the woman will stop, and you can see her left hand goes limp as you notice the knife she had is now revealed. You didn't even notice her pulling it out of somewhere. Mm. But she holds it loosely at her side as she stares at you, stares at the sword, stares back up at you. And she'll say, Storin? And Stormpierce will say, I think so? <laughs> And she'll say, you're supposed, but if you're, and there's this moment where the gears in her brain just kind of stop and creak and her whole body kind of lurches forward slightly and she drops the knife and she'll look at you and say, Sid, 
That's me. And she'll step forward slowly off the rock, dropping the flute as well. It clatters to the ground. She'll slowly step forward, and you can see as she approaches, this is your mother as you remember her before she died. She is vibrant, light on her feet, a woman with maybe slightly paler skin than would be warranted, given an outdoor, healthy lifestyle. Dirty blonde hair streaked with red, she walks forward, her eyes going from amazement to excitement to horror. And she'll say, You're not... You're... I... What, what are you... And she's now, like, right in front of you, Sid. And her hands are, like, slowly coming up to be placed in front of her face, coming together. You can see tears forming at the edges of her eyes. I don't... I don't want to believe it. I've been fooled before. I, I've been... I've stupid, been stupid, stupid! And she'll punch you in the shoulder. Okay. Always going somewhere where you're not looking. Why are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. And she'll what grab you, you by the doing? shoulders and pull you into a hug. I don't understand. I saw you die. And she'll push you back and she'll say, It's complicated. Uh, yeah, my people, they is. don't... It, it doesn't work that way with us. Um... Um, but I left him behind. I left him for you, and he found you. Yeah, we, um... And Stormpierce will say, wait, is that me? And she'll say, yes, you idiot! This isn't like, um... I mean, I've had a lot of dreams with, with you in it. This isn't the same exactly. thing, right? This isn't... Are you just a memory, or, or what? I'm a dream. I am a dream. Yours, your, your father's, Storin's, all of them. That's all that's left. I met him. Oh, I'm sure that went well. Could have gone worse. He's I not dead, right? <laughs> no. No. Then yes, could have gone worse. Yeah, yeah. I fought my better. <laughs> I, I used my better judgment on that one. So what? I said, I am happy you are here, but I am. Why are you here? You shouldn't well, be here. It's it's just like you said. It's complicated. Um, we're looking for somebody. Somebody you know very well. We're looking for the old mage. And her face suddenly falls. The valley's in trouble again. Why? What happened? We need her. 
she is unconscious and she's not awake to perform the ritual and we don't know how to do it. We need to talk to her. She's not here. She doesn't dream. Where does she... Where, where, where does she go? I'm not sure. I had my suspicions. I... I always assumed she maybe threw herself out into the Astral Sea. Huh. Or... or dove into limbo i'm not sure whenever she vacated her body probably not the astral sea it might be there isn't an astral there sea is anymore. just not from where you it's complicated it, yeah it always is You're well beyond all of that here, though. You shouldn't... You don't even know about the Dreaming Dark or any of it, and... I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm not the one to be asking these questions. I have no... That's Cherish's thing. In our dream guy. Yeah, well, yeah. She'll look Tears will growl. slap her hands over her mouth as like, a, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> this is, um... This is uh, Tirza. I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you ever met Tirza. I've heard so much about you. Netta's um, protege, I guess. Wow, Netta actually, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not good for her. Um. Oh, okay. Well, um... Yeah. Um... Um... Tears of a little wince. <laughs> Just like, not, not the way you mean. <sighs> Look, Sid, I'm very happy you're here, and I wish... I wish I could help you. But... You need to leave. If they find you, they'll... They'll haul you out, and what comes back won't be you. What, the Yith? <laughs> the Yith? <laughs> no? Okay. We don't Just have to worry that. about them in here. No, that's good. Um... I'd be more concerned with the things they've locked in their library than them. <laughs> uh, oh, you know no, about that? Yeah. yeah. Wow, so spacious out here. Some nice, this is some nice rock. No, there's a lot. I'm something hey. called, or I was something called a Kalishtar. We are bound to this place. Your inheritance to me, from me, Storin. The sword, I guess. I am a I sword. Know. That's the running theory right now, but I'm. It's all up in the air at the at the moment. He used to be a guide, a a, a spirit bound to this place that helped me come here. But I left him behind. Left him to watch over you. 
he, he traded has. places when I died. Um, I think we have to go. We, the valley's in danger. Um, can oh. I? Oh, oh, what? oh, oh, oh! If you need, <laughs> she never knew I had this, and she'll move over to her pack. It was tricky getting it here when I was still alive, but <laughs> worth it. Worth it. And she'll rifle through the pack and throw uh, a couple of things out. You see uh, a knife, uh, a miniaturized portrait uh, that looks very familiar. A, uh, uh, a crude, what looks like a some kind of locking ring puzzle made out of bent nails. Um, a, a, a book that looks very similar to some like Jarashir scripture uh, that you've seen okay. floating around war camps. Okay. And finally, she comes out with a a little glass vial, and she'll say, <laughs> "This was backup. This was. I didn't think I'd ever have to use this." And she'll bring it over to you and show you there are three blonde hairs inside this glass vial. These are hers. The old mage. I don't think she knows I took them. Because I don't think she knows I was in the tower when I took them. She likes her secrets. She yeah. likes other people not being aware of what she's about. But I've gotten some perspective since being here. And what she's doing... Well, I'm not necessarily one to judge, but I don't know if it was the right thing. I mean, has she been keeping us alive? Kinda, sorta, yeah. I mean, we're we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to help her right now. I mean, I'm not her biggest fan at the moment, but do whatever you can to help her. That is important. That is probably for the best. If things just collapse on their own, it might be worse. Okay. Okay. If um, she's not there to deconstruct the tangle, who knows? Um. Um. I'm desperately trying to. Okay. Um. All right. We need to. I. Are you going to. I can come back here, you know. You shouldn't. Well, that's the thing about things I shouldn't, shouldn't do. I've, uh... Sid, this is important. <laughs> Remember what I said about listening to me when I said, this is important? Yeah. This is important. You might want to come back here. You might want to see me, but... And you can see the tears kind of forming at the sides of her eyes. You can't. You shouldn't be here now. And she'll like look around the woodlands. And you're not sure if it's your imagination, but you feel like the sun, which there's no evidence of a sun in the sky in this place. But the time of day may have shifted. It seems later than it was 
when you were here just moments before. The forest now taking on a slightly darker cast. The trees, their limbs are perhaps maybe a little bit more barren. Their shadows a little bit longer. And she'll say, They can't see me anymore, but they sure as hell can see you. And if they get their hooks in you, I don't want to think about it. Okay. Um, just one last thing, I guess. Um, I visit you um, where you were buried. Can you hear me when I talk to you? No. But it's your memory of me that gives me strength in this place. Your father's, Netta's, Kalkin, if she's still kicking around. Oh, yeah. So long as I'm remembered by those left behind, <laughs> I'm a pretty big badass on this side. Okay. So, it doesn't hurt. But I won't be answering 20 questions anytime soon. That's okay. And she'll pull you in close and say, Watch after Storin. He's a bit of a moron, but he means well. <laughs> Tell your father... You know what? No. Fuck him. <laughs> Tirza is clamping down so hard on the he named a child after you. <laughs> just, just like holding it in. <laughs> he's that's probably justified, but you know, he's okay. I guess. And she'll kind of push you back to arm's length and look you up and down. <sighs> Wish you didn't get his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Uh, <laughs> it's brought me nothing but trouble, let me tell you. <laughs> That's... <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. If you see Netta and Kalkin, give them my best, but... Maybe don't... You know what? Never mind. Knowing Kalkin, she'd try to find her way here, and Neto would be right behind her. Just take care of yourself. And just know... If people remember you, when you're done, we'll see each other again. I've already made sure of it. That's my boy. The play is incredible. <laughs> There's a play. There's a play. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so... <laughs> oh, they're fucked now. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'll explain everything 
eventually. Okay. See you then. See you then. I love you, Sid. I love you too. Go save the valley. Just like you did. A couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, this wasn't exactly what we were looking for, but um, thank you, Tirza. Uh, and I give Tirza a big hug. Yeah, she'll she'll like squeeze really hard back. Like bone breaking hard. <clears throat> Mothman was... and, and Tiny Child are over here looking at rocks. Yeah, just like, uh It was so good to meet you. Um, I think I'm going to take maybe not take the vial from you, Sid, but I might put my hand on it and try to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a charisma saving throw. As Angela stands nearby watching. Um, that is a 19. You see the strong connection pulsing out a single cord of the deepest, deepest blue running out from this thing. A blue so dark as to almost be black. Superman's hair. Hmm. I was going to say. <laughs> and that is the, the tether you see winding out from this hair. Uh, yeah. I, um, I assume that Grawl and Talila are touching me. Yeah, Talila. Nah, just, fuck it. We're just gonna hang out here. He's just gonna stay here. Angela. Yeah. Uh, and I will sort of nod to Sid as a like, okay. And then I'll pull. And the four of you are pulled away up and out of this woodland glade. And as you pull away, you can see the forest itself becoming darker and darker slowly turning from a bright sunny glade into a dark wintry woodland snow suddenly appearing on the boughs of trees and on the ground and dark whispering things creeping through the underbrush towards the place where you left your mother where you left angela just as you are pulled away from that place there's the sharp ringing of steel as it is pulled from a scabbard. But you are gone, pulled effortlessly through blind eternities, up and away. Quickly, you find yourselves not standing on anything, floating. Suddenly, terribly, in an emptiness, that you could only describe as space, because that is all there is. Emptiness. Nothingness. Lights from a few 
million points of dappled starlight out there in the grand infinity that surrounds you. In the darkness nearby, something resolves, blotting out chunks of starlight, but it is not something in and of itself. It is the absence of a thing. Something dark that has been removed from reality, and you can see the outlines of where it should be, but there is nothing. An immense, titanic thing taking up hundreds, thousands of miles. It's difficult to judge distance or space in this place. All you know is you can distinctly see the curvature of two sweeping blades coming down with a third across the top. The absence of a thing creating just as much of a disturbance as a thing itself. A place where a gate might have once stood. But just in front of you, a figure sits cross-legged, her eyes closed, her body strange, but familiar in shape, if not in coloration or makeup. It is the shape of the old mage, but it is cast in a dark blue-gray, almost porcelain. Slightly <coughs> faceted, but faceted to such an extent to make it appear smooth. I think that the moment that we resolve in this place, um, Tirza kind of curls Sid's hand where it's around the vial and like kind of tucks it back into his body. I don't think we should reveal how we got here. <laughs> Good call. This figure sits cross-legged on nothing. How far away is this figure from us? Less than 15 feet. Huh. Nerva? And there's the light tinkling as you say the name. Like a chandelier being hit by a, a very slight breeze. A, a glass wind chime that is shifting ever so slightly as the head turns. And you see that her eyes aren't closed. There is no lid to close. There is just a carved shape. It would be like saying that the eyes of a marble statue are closed. But this gemstone porcelain perfection of a visage does turn its face in acknowledgement to the name that is said. And she will say, Well, this is awkward, then. And I think it is there that we're going to take our break. And when we come back, mysteries abound at the end of the world.
This is it. One last mystery. One last choice. Welcome to the end of the world. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they were scrambling to try to cancel the apocalypse. Because in just less than two hours' time, the old mage's ritual, which would usually go off, very much is not going to go off. Opening up the Tempest Rest Valley to the outer storm. Whatever that means. What does it mean, Mike? After some jaunts to other realities and a, a bit of revelations on the part of a certain somebody's mom still kicking it out there in the dreamlands, Judah will turn to you, Cherish, and say, This thing, this piece, it's a, a part of the living gate. Oh, okay. Is that all it said? And apparently Zenerva is too. Boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. Whatever she's doing, whatever they were doing, I, I didn't... And he'll hold the gemstone out to you. I didn't quite understand all of it. Okay. I hold up a finger. One second. Um, telepathically. Are you going to be nice? I'm always nice. Just don't say anything. <laughs> and try not to give out too many vibes. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't help but vibe. I'm okay. basically all vibe. <laughs> Okay. Finger down. And I will hold out my hand to Judah. And he will place the gemstone. It is perhaps the the length of a finger, a little bit more uh, thickness to it, but it is a an emerald, as I said, and he'll place it down. And as soon as it touches your hand, a uh, voice will say, Hello? Hi. Uh, I'm sorry about... the other presence here. Um, yes, you seem to have an infernal shard embedded in your soul. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I should say not. Yeah, um, but there's currently not a ton I can do about it. Um, I have Well, that's not entirely asked... true, but alright. Um... There are some others who are attempting to get Sinerva's consciousness back in her body. Um, back in this body, you mean? Right. I'm not 100% sure how many bodies she has. I'm just sort of finding out about all this now. Um, but yes, this, this body here. I sense a disruption in the connection. Did this one suffer? Was there a terminal event? Yeah. Well, that's not good. No. 
um, but the body is um, at least mostly functional now. That's good. Unfortunately, um, it may have restarted the clock. The clock? There's a process to this. Uh, Zenerva, you call her. Uh, mm -hmm. When she leaves to recharge... Hmm. It, it is roughly four hours in this place. Ooh. That's not good. Um... Because whatever ritual she does... The binding, yes. Eight, the binding? Yes. Something like that, we're on the right track. Is happening in less than two hours. Check my pocket watch. It is uh, roughly 840. 841. Eight, 840. Uh, it's happening in an hour and 19 minutes. Or yes. it should. It must. Right. If it isn't. Well, then the Elder Tempest will be released. Exactly. Um. So, Mike. Mm -hmm. In terms of actually knowing whatever spell she casts, should I make an Arcana roll? Uh, sure. Okay. It, like, based on what, like, your observation from that one time? More like putting together my knowledge of spells that exist, Elliot's knowledge of spells that exist, and the idea of amplifying a spell that exists. Okay. Is that something that I could... Yeah, give me an Arcana check. Okay. And I'll say there's some other information jangling around that you would be able to recall because of your perfect memory. With my exceptionally keen mind. Okie dokie. Diggity. That is... You know several things. Based on your conversations with the progenitors of the Jarashir, based on your observations and your knowledge of the things Zenerva has done slash is doing, you think whatever the Outer Storm is, is a vast elemental presence. Something primal and ancient that is on the burgeoning power level of a god. Whatever it is, is being held here. Encircling the valley. And apparently doing so requires spells to be cast every eight hours. Spells to control something of that size? 
that's not within the purview of mortal magic necessarily. But if you had the right ritual space, the right components, the right uh, place to amplify such powers, it is theoretically possible. If you accept the fact that everything functions under the normal laws of physics, even gods are, to an extent, entities of a, an exponential power level. Even ancient elemental creatures have to follow certain precepts of the universe, at least in theory. So binding one would just be a matter of power, time, focus, and energy. If someone figured out how to do it, it would be, well, miraculous. Yeah. You think it involves so, something to do with her ring and right. her staff? And you think that it needs to happen every eight hours or whatever is out there gets loose. Yeah. And what that would do to the valley, you don't know. You know of no of spells that can command elementals. Like that's a thing that 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 is a spell that exists. Is uh, dominate monster. You used it before mm -hmm. on a Terrasque. So beings of that power level can absolutely be swayed with enough effort and maybe with enough tries. You know, those dominate monsters, you basically had to blow six of those potions, just throwing it down the, the gullet of this thing to for it to work. Yeah, because of all the legendary resistances. Mm -hmm. So assuming that this thing is on a similar power level, you would assume that Maybe what Zenerva is doing isn't casting a single spell. It's casting a bunch of spells until something sticks. Oh, boy. Which might explain why she's always so drained every time she stops doing this. Yeah. What is your part in all of this? me i advise i help anything i can do for the shard mind tirza sid damn it grawl stop yo yeah. the statuesque crystalline figure of the old mage has said well this is awkward tell me about it are we interrupting I no, but I assume if you're here, something has gone dreadfully wrong. Apocalyptically so, you might say. Not quite. It's going to go apocalyptically wrong, but not quite. And she will slowly unfold herself. She doesn't stand. There's nothing here in this empty space to stand on. Even you all, as soon as you think about it, you look down, your feet are on something, but there's nothing here to stand on. But she will unfold 
and when she does, she will also stand, standing her feet flat on something, but there's nothing. And you can see that she is similar to how you've just seen the old mage. Frail, skinny, but crystalline. Perfect. The robes she wears here are ancient old things. Maybe white once, but they are long since turned to gray. Tatters around her crystalline form. When she speaks, her mouth doesn't move. You just hear her voice in your mind. She does not have a staff or ring or gemstone here. And as she tilts her head back and forth, her hair crinkles slightly like glass shifting. I'm assuming something has gone wrong with my body. Yeah. Um, Carter temporarily, Atticus Carter temporarily killed you. But we brought you back and uh, defeated Carter. But, well, we're less than two hours away from the ritual needing to be performed. She will look to the side towards some distant point in that infinite starlight. She'll reach up a crystalline hand. Her fingers come more to points here than they do in her actual body, almost claw-like. And she will grasp at something. And it's only once her fingers come together that you see the, the thin strand of light appearing between her fingertips. And she pulls at it ever so gently and then releases it, shaking her head to the tinkle of glass again. He severed the connection. At least temporarily. Temporarily, though. That means we can get it back. In Fix it? three hours and 19 minutes, yes. Well, well we don't have that much time. Is there a way that you could just come with us? That depends entirely upon how you arrived here. I'm... This is... This is a new experience for me, you must understand. All of you, anyone, coming here to this place... Since, well, it's been a long time since anyone else has been here. I mean, it, it's like that. And I will uh, make a gesture as if to indicate the pulling on the thread that she just did. Hmm. I, I just followed... Not that one, obviously. It's broken. the pocket watch, I assume. Sid, you still have it, I guess. Right yes, here. we still have the pocket watch. That might give you ample tether to the 
my essence, though you would need to be coming from some manner of spiritual realm as opposed to a physical one. The dreamlands. A reasonable facsimile. So can we bring you with us? No. Using whatever? No. Okay. This form, this body, she'll hold up her hand, the crystalline facets catching starlight, the dark, almost black, glittering with a very faint blue. This does not dwell in the valley. It cannot. My consciousness might return with time, but... We don't have that. Yeah. Then what are what are, are our options? And you hear this sigh in your minds. And she will say, I suppose we must start again. Unfortunate. What is... Wait, wait, what, what What does that mean? What do you mean, start again? Start over. Reset. Hopefully this time... I will not be as lax. A bit more vigilant. Maybe a, a bit more... heavy-handed. Though I... Do not like doing that. What what about everybody in the valley? They will return eventually. Perhaps. That's so <laughs> You must understand, this is a difficult decision to make, but I see no other alternative. There's no other fragment of consciousness that... We're not re... There is a small Ayun stone that I have granted intelligence on my physical body, but it is little more than a journal acting as my spellbook and confidant. Hmm. has to be some other solution. Something we can do to... I'm sorry, Tirza, but there really is not. I... Nope. We, that is, it's not, that's not going to happen. That is not, we need either, either if you can't perform the, the, the spell, then we will have to find somebody else. There is no one else, Sid. There's never been anyone else. It's always been me. I offered the material planes a refuge, an ark. Some accepted, most did not. They chose to weather the chaos to come. 
and they were destroyed because of it. Those who accepted my offer, their descendants still live. Some of the primals, I'm sure, are aware of the loops. But they are safe and secure. So what they is accept outside? my decision. What is outside the storm? Chaos, madness. A multiverse and the serpent. A regrettable battery for the safe haven I have created. But its binding is necessary for what must be done. To safeguard mortal kind from the chaos brought upon by the planar collapse. You're young. You don't understand. And I understand. I can see that this might frustrate you, and I apologize. How patronizing. <laughs> Some small satisfaction might be derived from the fact that as you stand here outside, you will be able to help with the founding of the valley. That is, that is unacceptable. There are too many people in the valley who cannot be destroyed, cannot be reset. They, that, that, no. Move them. I wish I could. You cannot maintain two such arcs. The probability waves alone would cause a, yet another collapse. The whole thing I'm trying to avoid, Sid. There are worlds beyond worlds that are simply gone. I mean, we have been to so many places. Outer planes. Places of law and chaos. Places made as constructs of concepts. There's no choice in those places. Mortals do not thrive. You've been to places controlled by gods and the laws of the universe. Not any place where free will can make a difference. Do people in the valley have free will? Of course they do. They live their lives, they make their choices. And then they're erased. They are not erased. Their souls pass to the great beyond just as anyone's did. They're reborn into the cycle. The forge-bound items are proof of that. There may not be enough bodies for every soul that returns to this mortal coil, but the forge bonds make that possible. Well, what about uh, the Skein Witch? A tool of Mechanus. What yes. about it? Well, everybody has threads. Threads of fate. 
That is certainly how the folk of Mechanis would like to see it. They believe that immutable law defines the universe. They do not account for free will. They do not account for threadless. Yeah, but everybody else in the valley does account for that, right? They, that it does account for them, right? And then you arrive. You change their destinies by your mere presence. Your own decisions rippling out in a thousand little ways. Touching every single one of those threads. Every person in Stormhaven who's seen the play about your exploits, inspired by the efforts of Sidian Emberlight. Every Jarashir whose life has been touched by one of the Augur Bearers, their fates changed by one of the Threadless. That is the power of mortal choice. It ripples. Agents of Mechanis might like to believe that these things are immutable, but they are wrong. They just cannot see past their own confines. Question. Question. It seems it like for the first me. time she glances and sees you grow. Almost like she didn't notice you were there. Mm. It's fine. It happens a lot. And she'll tilt her head to the side to the tinkling of crystal. Grawl? Yo. What? Happened? Yeah, this is... Yeah, it, um... And Grawl, you feel yeah. something in your shoulder twitching? The muscle almost like tapping against the inside of the carapace. Great. I love that, Mike. Gosh. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think I may have fed Mott a, a, little, a little bit too much. But hey, here we are. Um, question for you. Um, the living gate thing, like, is visibly broken? It's visibly not there. It's not there. Okay. There is an absence in space that is visible only by the, the negative lines. It's as though the light of the stars is still bending around something that isn't there. It's like, like a black hole, but not like light bending around it necessarily. It's just there's just nothing there. Right. Okay. Hmm. So, do we do we fix the living gate thing, or what <laughs> caused all the things to go crazy? Like, can we fix it? How how do we stop everything? You're asking a question I've been asking for millennia. I don't know. I've never known. I wish I did. Have, have you tried? Tried. I don't know. You're quite busy. I don't know if you had time to work on Every multiple Every eight projects. hours, I have kept mortals safe. Kept the last vestiges of free will safe. I, I get that. You keep us safe, but how much... What? What is it? What do you mean, it? The Living Gate. What is it specifically? 
It is the multiverse understanding itself. It is the barrier that holds the far realm at bay. It destroyed itself to seal that door forever. And the pieces, the shards of that thing, of that gate, and she'll gesture at herself. We're all that's left. So we do what we can. Protect who we can. Save who we can. Learn what we can. At least those of us who are still sane. And we are better capable than most. How many of the Shard Blessed are there? Shard Blessed? Thousands. Shard Mines? Thousands. Yes, that one. Sorry, I meant that one. A scant few. Myself. Who else? Two others that I know of. Perhaps a few others scattered about the multiverse. One sealed away forever. His madness locked away so that it might not taint other realms. Yeah, about that. Does he look... Does he... Gosh, what? Uh, notes, 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 notes. Fuck, what was his name? My notebook's upside down. What about the others? The other that I know of? She's lost, broken. Scattered into a million pieces, her mind still reforming over the course of millennia. One day she may heal, or she may remain adrift. I wish I could help her. If there are others, they have not contacted me. Okay. Hear me out. What if we take everyone and move them someplace else? Why don't we just pay, take Bikini Bottom? <laughs> Good. Because I yes, know... I Rob, know. Please, illuminate me. Where would you like to take the last vestiges of mortal existence? Isn't Sigil empty? Sigil. That is a dangerous prospect. I More mean, dangerous. it's that or everyone dies. I mean, what? What? They don't die. They. I'm not going to explain anima physics to you all right now. Good, because I wouldn't understand it. <sighs> if so, you're just. So your plan is just to keep resetting until you, alone, somehow get into a pattern good enough that you can keep sustaining it forever? Yes. That's crazy! How many cycles no, have you No, I don't say done? that. <laughs> how many cycles have you done? Yeah, how many resets? How many resets? This will be the third. And what caused the previous two to need to be reset? The first was an intrusion of a mad shard mind. 
Shard Slayer, he was called. Bent it's on like... destroying every one of his kind so that the Living Gate might never be reforged. Hmm. Well, so, sounds like a real good, bummer of a dude. Good thing we know nothing about that. Yeah. She second, would if she communicated with more people. There was... Leakage, I suppose you could say. Souls being siphoned off by the hells. Do you know the reason why it didn't work this time? I hope you can tell me so that I might fix it. This cult, clearly. Strange vein of madness that has taken root in the valley. The cult is a symptom. The problem is that you are trying to do everything yourself. What is my alternative? Let other people in. To do what? To share this knowledge. If it dies with you, then we're all fucked. But it doesn't die. You need a support structure, Zenerva. What do you think I was doing with all of you? Well, turned out you gave no information to a bunch of children and Grawl and right. sent us out to do something without us knowing what the heck was going on. I sent you off to be heroes, to be champions, to put a stop to evil, to serve a greater good, and then go about your lives without the burden of knowledge that the grand scheme might place upon you. If we had more information, we could have stopped this, Zinerva, before it happened. You could have put a stop to the cult, Sid? If I we told could've... you about any of this? We were... We were... <laughs> we were swinging in the dark. We had no idea what we were doing. I was honest with you every step of the way. I did not know the machinations of this cult or what its plans were. I did not let you in on the vast universal truths that undergird your lives within the valley. But many mortals go about their lives without knowing such things. Yeah, well, we're not every other mortal. We're the Threadless. You know it's different. Perhaps. And perhaps next time I'll try that as well. 
Why exactly can't you, in your phys this physical form, go to the valley? What would happen? It would collapse. You, you cannot place a bag of holding inside a portable hole. I cannot enter myself. The valley is a construct. Pieces of mortal planes stitched together and held together within my will. For this body to go there would be an attempt by myself to enter my own consciousness, my own mind. I would unravel, and the valley itself would spill out into the elemental chaos. To what end, I do not know. Okay. If you can't go there, why can't we do the same ritual? You're welcome to try. I believe it is possible, but it would be difficult. What if we had another shard mine? Do you know of one? Maybe. Do you know of another of my kind, Grawl? I would sorely like to know. Well, he looks a lot like this. Gestures to all of me. Shard Blast. Fucking, I, I don't remember which yeah, those one Those are is. two different things, though. Yeah, I know, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Shard Mind, Shard Blast. Fuck, I, I don't remember. I don't have it written down. Because I don't have a pencil. Hmm. Hey, look, I found a pencil. <laughs> Nor do I have Mott's name written down. Your patron I have Mott. It's Mott. Well, it has an act. There's a... Yeah, it has that. It's O-T. <laughs> I think there's another T, but it might just be one T. It's it's M-O-T hyphen T. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's three umlauts over the second T, but I don't know what that means. Hmm. Is your doubt about just the power needed? Yes. You are all mortal. Unfortunate but true. Isn't Malkuth Mott's real name? Mal Malkuth, Malkuth, something like that. I can't read my own handwriting. Yeah, that's what I've got. Like M A, and then I've got the Deophage. But if we get enough, if we get enough people, we could theoretically perform this magic. 
I mean, we saw the Jarashir perform a massive <laughs> banishment spell. Banishing a demon lord is well within the power of mortals. Containing the Elder Tempest, keeping it functioning as the battery to the valley, has another matter entirely. Well, if we need more power, let's think about this. If I have access to someone like you, uh, let's see here. Tirza can call upon Andrin Jinyi and uh, Shamar on the Wise, perhaps. Uh, Asi Tahaka now. There's power. <sighs> Cherish has dealings with... Yup. We can call Just on... Just grab him. The owner of Cherish's new fancy walking stick. And all of those entities would bring their own laws and will into the binding, changing the valley in ways that you would never be able to predict, much less enjoy. If that is what you wish, then so be it. That is a way you could go. You're saying our only other option is to let everyone we've ever met or known cease to be. That is the only option that I see at this point. Other than letting it fly to the wind and letting everything I've worked for over millennia unravel and let every mortal in the valley Fly to the winds of the multiverse. Is that a better option? I still like my idea of moving everyone to a different place and then bringing them back four hours later. And perhaps that might work as well. <clears throat> but teleporting every single individual in the valley... To anywhere, even Sigil, the City of Doors. That is a grand undertaking. It took us months, years, to evacuate individuals from multiple planes into the valley. We only have hours. We probably have like an hour, hour now. Yeah. And she'll glance back up at that star. 58 minutes. Lovely. Cherish? Yes. Back in the Thought world. Um, are we coming mm -hmm. back at 58 minutes or mm -hmm. to me, or are we back coming to... back? Okay. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure because uh, even before she started blathering all that shit about well, I guess everyone's dead then. Um, I was like already knew what I was going to do, so. What you got? Because um, mm -hmm. I think the last about the last thing that happened was the uh, emerald said that it guided and uh, advised. Mm -hmm. And so Cherish says, then advise me. I don't understand. What's, what's the process? What do, what do we need to do? I need to attune to the 
stuff, and the ring can do that. Um, do you need, need to be to able to everything. cast the imprisonment spell? What's that? Do you have it? Well, on the Shard Mind Empirical leveling scale, it is a ninth level spell. Um, I cast something higher than I was able to as a ritual. Can I do that with this? There are no safeguards or ritual circles inscribed prepared to cast imprisonment as a diagram, no. I could perhaps teach such things, but it would take hours. Hours. Imprisonment must be cast once the elemental, the Elder Tempest, has been brought under sway using the Ring of Air Command that Zenerva uses. Okay. I'm, like, essentially raiding this corpse. Um... <laughs> Um, uh, I'm guessing this ring requires attunement. Yes, as does the staff. The staff of the Magi, a powerful artifact. Uh, you said that, um, I was actually able to do something about this other presence. Yes, indeed. Can S I just dismiss it? Yes. Mortal choice is a wonderful thing. Uh, I'm going to... That's not something you want to do. I can help. <clears throat> Power is what's needed here, and I have it in limitless amounts. I'm not trying to metagame or anything, which I know you don't understand, but um, <laughs> but generally speaking, I don't know it, it doesn't I don't know what using the power of Asmodeus to control this beast would do. What consequences it might have. Order, of course. Save everyone you love. I can do that on my own. And I'm going to jet? dismiss the. I, I what Cherish does is like, sort of telepathically. Attempting to communicate with Asmodeus, like. Thank you, for this. I don't know when you're going to come calling, but at least give me another hour and fifteen minutes, and release it and there is a flash of black flame and the ruby rod of asmodeus disappears and there's an audible sigh from the gemstone there's an audible sigh from cherish there's an audible sigh from camion and judah <laughs> judah will nod and camion will say oh thank the gods yeah is it gone for good? Well, from this plane, anyway. Good it's enough. back where it belongs. Oh, that's something. What does the gemstone have to say? Anything useful? 
Um, I don't know if we can actually do this. But I'm going to... But Great. we are running out of time for the others to get back. So I'm going to attune to these items. And then with whatever power I have, I am going to try to do this ritual. You can't attune to both of them at the same time. Do you have any better ideas? You take the staff, I'll take the ring. Oh, good. Oh, that's right. You can cast spells. Yeah. I think Cherish says out loud, like, oh my god, I fucking forgot. Oh, shit. I'm so glad I didn't have to try to do that, because that probably would have killed me. Um. <sighs> and Camion will flash from winter to summer. And with a grin, they'll come over and take the ring from you. All right. You don't have to do this Judah. by yourself. Someone right. very smart told me that once. Well, I'm glad that you listened to her. Finally. Um, Judah, could you get Lucrezia's body out of the circle? Um, yes, of course. Uh, Thank you. That's perfectly good fuel right there. What are you doing with that? Yeah, that's actually a good question. Uh, it is dead, though, so I'm not really sure how... Fucking like a sweet-ass presto log. Let's use that shit. Let's go. I'm not here. No, I don't think it should be in here. Okay. Judah will Too chaotic. Dragging it out, and we'll settle the old mage's body away, uh, as well as Xenophon's burnt and zombified corpse um, is tossed off the edge of the cliff. Uh... Back to the sea. Back or to the sea from lake. once it came. Anyway. Um, <laughs> as you're preparing to do all of this, you can see that Atticus Carter is awake and watching. Tied on the ground and gagged, and not struggling or moving, but watching all of this happen. His eyes open and flicking back and forth. Judah will roughly roll him out of the circle, never bothering to pick him up and just roll him over into a position outside the circle. And keep an eye on him. I'm not... He's... That's a squirrely one, as we all know. Yes, I will keep an eye. Maybe two. Uh, and I am going to attune to uh, the uh, staff of the Magi. Okay. She does require attunement by a sorcerer, warlock, or wizard, while the ring only requires attunement. And I'm going to unattune the fire staff. Okay. As you sit there and begin to concentrate on the staff, you have a little over an hour remaining. This will be cutting it close. As you do this, are there any further questions you have for the Ayun Stone? The living spellbook? Um, uh, what was the ring called again? The ring was called the Ring of Air Elemental Command. Air Elemental Command. 
Um, Camion is currently attuning to that. Exactly. Um, I would love to know if the Ion Stone has any, um, like, mechanical details about the ring. Um, or if attuning to it, will Camion will just sort of inherently understand all of the capabilities and principles of it. In the tuning to it, you should understand the capabilities of it. What is explicitly said is that what the staff does is... Yeah, that was my next question. ...weaken the creature as it emerges from its imprisonment. What the air elemental ring does is make it subservient for a little while. There is a roughly 12 second window in which the Elder Tempest is subservient, assuming the ring works. Right. At which point the imprisonment spell must be cast again, making it sleep once more. Okay. I mean, that's sort of where the issues lie still. Correct. As you sit attuning to these items, Judas standing nearby, arms folded, occasionally glancing down at Atticus Carter. You can feel Atticus Carter's eyes on you, just piercing, staring at you. In the distance, you see the storm wall, those nearly vertical cliffs peaks rising just above them the bulging black clouds of the outer storm with its rainbow lightning in a place far far away standing albeit on nothing three four other threadless confront someone who should be handling this problem She stares at all of you with her blank, statuesque face and just shakes her head and says, I'm sorry. I don't know what else is to be done. Then, I guess there's only one thing left for us to do. Return to the valley. Anyone? Yeah. The choice is yours. Again, you can stay here. I was going to say, if anyone wants to stay, you should. Mm. (laughs) No, I think I'd rather return. There's no point in staying. The choice is yours. You're mortal. It's always been your choice. Your spirits will live on. Return to the valley once all of this is done. It is an endless cycle. Beautiful to behold from the outside. going so uh i much prefer the company back home if everyone would and i'm gonna hold out my hands yeah what's the uh is am i still getting the like 
knocking sensation between mm-hmm. like behind like the the like itching or whatever thing that you said was happening on like my shoulder or whatever rib cage yeah there's weird the... muscle spasm happening all okay. over your body now okay feels like something inside just beneath the carapace is twitching tapping you feel your finger twitch but just as your finger is twitching it feels almost like the bone is pressing up in the opposite direction Ugh. and Yuck. well if it's a bug it shouldn't have bones the old mage will yes but they do have chrysalises yeah thanks for that <laughs> thanks for that mike Fucking bastard. Oh, you're Ugh. just thinking about to get all goofy in there. As you're just cocoon Aren't you aren't you glad that the world is about to end before you have to fully experience this? Yeah, you wanna know? I've got an idea. It's not gonna be a good one, but let's yeah, let's go back. Yeah. And as you link back up with each other, she'll say, I just need you to do one thing. When you return, please. Destroy the body of mine that is there. It will sever my connection. I'll be able to manipulate things from the outside. If you don't... Well... I'll be unmade as well. With none of the knowledge... That comes with this cycle. It could lead to this happening all over again. But if it happens all over again, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but then she doesn't have the gained experience of it. Ah, I'm so mad that I wasted. But it doesn't all my matter because she has here. infinite tries. You know. <sighs> okay. Maybe. I'm... But also, maybe we'll destroy it in uh, 56 minutes. We'll let you know. <laughs> uh, Maybe I'm is hungry. Talila, is Talila coming with? Talila stands momentarily between the three of you and the old mage, looking back and forth. And she'll say, If everything's pressing in from the outside, that's what causes the rift, the realm scars, right? Mm-hmm. But a god is totally going to solve this for us, god damn it. The old mage will nod, and Talila will say, And you can't stop that? You can't stop whatever's out there from coming in? And the old mage will say, as she shakes her head, I haven't been able to figure that out yet, no. There's always something pressing in, no matter how hard I try. And Talila will look at her seriously. So even next time, I'm going to hear them. Talila will turn and walk slowly back to you, Tirza. And just, like, hold up a hand for you to grasp. I'll hold it. And her head will bow slightly. 
And there's no emotion on the old mage's face. And for the first time, you're beginning to understand that maybe that mask that you've seen so many times on the old mage, that emotionless stare that she has sometimes when you think she's trying to maintain control, it's the other way around. Yeah. The emotions were the mask. Wow, that shit cuts deep. Fuck. Okay. Oof. Yeah. And she stands there watching the four of you. What anchor do you use to get back, Tirza? Um, really quickly before we leave, mm. I will um I'm gonna kneel on one knee and say to to Lila. I'm I'm going to miss you, but I need something from you, too. Don't. Someone know next time. This. The burden of knowledge is. Always going to be better than the absence of it. Please, please try to make her remember that. I'm going to miss you, and I... I hope we all see each other again. I hope so, too, Delilah will say. Um, before we go... Zenerva? Yes, Sid. Do you have any amount of influence over the valley right now as you are? The people within? She'll look back up into the stars briefly and then look back at you. Precious little. Can you tell everyone to think about the Threadless. Think about how we've affected them, how we've changed things, even if just temporarily for the better. I can tell some people. Those near a pocket watch, those in Stormhaven, Maybe one or two others. I guess that'll have to do. I can tell them to keep you in their thoughts. If it helps. Yeah. I will see you all again. Perhaps not in these bodies. But these are just a vessel. You are the universe understanding itself. I hope you take some solace in that.
All right, well, shall we go? I think that the link, um, that I use is, there's been links between us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Felt, yeah. It's how you've pulled so, Cherish and Sid back from Barovia. Yeah, and the Feywild. Mm -hmm. um, then I think, yeah, I focus on Cherish. And that's the link I use to pull us back. You see a purple thread speckled with lines of gold coming straight from your heart out and away. Pretty clear where that one leads. And I'm going to yeah, pull. And you go, spinning away from that timeless place of infinite possibility, probability, the last location of the living gate, now empty save for one small piece of itself, something that calls itself Zenerva Arkantol. You spin away moving as you do through infinite time and space, winding your way through the vast infinities. Grawl, you feel pieces of your body hardening even as you spin. The sensation of a spiral staircase becoming more intense as you spin quickly downward. You see a storm, a valley, a lake, an island, a plateau, a circle, and suddenly you're there. Judo will go, ah! Yeah. Hi. Oh. And, uh, oh, the he, first one wasn't for me? No, okay. that was just you all showed up, but... Uh, hmm. Mm. Grawl. Yep. That's uh, yep. a... Look, you got a haircut or something? There's a haircut. It was a haircut. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. 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 Looks good. Looks good. Mm -hmm. Very, uh, Thank you. Very different. I feel like I put on a few pounds, but that's about it. As long as the hair looks good. Yeah. <sighs> I think Tirza um, immediately upon hitting the ground, ignoring that definitely hilarious conversation happening nearby, um, is going to. Uh, I'm going to walk over to Atticus Carter and I'm going to pull the gag out of his mouth and holding uh, onto like the lapel of his shirt. Um, what, what do you know about all this? Why were you trying to restart this? Restart what? Oh, he doesn't even know. Us. Gag back in the mouth. <laughs> you slap uh, him so for me, just like real good. Uh, no, she, uh, no, you can come over and slap him yourself. He doesn't cool. even. He doesn't even know, and he's gonna get his way anyway. And then I'm gonna march over to Zenerva's body, and I'm gonna pull out the sword. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he isn't going to get what he wants because he doesn't know 
what is happening here. But um, no, Gina I'm gonna tell him. Hold up a hand, Tirza. What's what's happening? What are you doing? She and Cherish, as more calm than I think she's ever been. Tirza, because she's focusing on attuning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tirza, what is going on here? Camion will say, Cherish and I are concentrating on attuning to these very powerful magic items to try to stop the apocalypse. Please say you're helping, Tirza. I would hate to be focusing on all of this for nothing. She... I have to get rid of her in case this doesn't work. Judah will say, what do you mean? We spoke to essentially what is Zenerva's consciousness. It's a lot to process, but essentially if we sever the connection with her here, then all of this that has happened in the valley will be reset. What do you mean reset? Like uh, to win. So that's that's why no one knows. Five hundred and twenty-five Ex- or twenty-one years. Exactly. About. That's why no one knows what happened five hundred and twenty-one years ago. Because would have been yes, nice if the cop Bayun would have gotten me my fucking book. <laughs> That was Reed saying that. Grawl didn't say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Just growl from the side. Fucking cop I'm going to kill him in the next one. Next thing, as soon as I'm bored, beelining for the forest, killing that motherfucker. Soon I'm bored. Fuck. <laughs> Which um, means that if Atticus Carter succeeded in his plan, nothing would have happened ultimately in regards to the serpent whose head needed to be cut off. Yeah, free. Just a reset button. Just, a snooze button. Yeah. <sighs> I say, looking at Atticus Carter. Yeah. And Atticus Carter's eyes are sparkling, and there's this intent malice and almost hunger. I feel that. Well, then if I can't we even succeed, kill him because I know he'll go back to hell. It's yeah, stupid. I was gonna, if we do succeed, then he has to like go to prison or something. We can't. We can't exact. We can't kill him. He can't die immediately. I guess is what I'm saying. I know. We at least have go. to prolong that. Um. What does this have to do with killing the old mage? It's just. I mean, no, that was your, I I can't do it now, but if whatever, if the ritual doesn't work, her body has to be destroyed or else it won't reset. It will just descend into chaos completely. The loops will collapse. Sid. Yes. Give me an insight check. On Atticus Carter? 
just in general. Okay. You have the highest perception, so if anyone was going to notice this, it would be you. So it, it is in sight? Yes. Um, that is pretty good. 21. You do see an expression across Atticus Carter's face. When it's mentioned that it wouldn't reset, there is a brief flash of uncertainty and fear. Hmm. He wants it to reset. Presumably allowing some influence of whoever he works for. Is that right? You want it to reset? And when you catch that and look at Atticus Carter more directly, he will adopt a placid face. <laughs> you let it slip, bud. Even at the end, he's an ass. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Still also staring placidly, just with Atticus Carter in her periphery. I'm imagining that Camion and Cherish are, like, sitting cross-legged, like, mm -hmm. uh, I each other, yeah. contact, yeah. Which oh. number are you? And Atticus Carter, whose gag has been replaced, does not answer. I mean, I I'm just, over by the old age, but I don't know if any other if any expressions cross his face at that. Uh, Sid, if you remain watching Atticus Carter when oh, it's yeah. asked what number are you, there's a uh, a look of anger and then almost like snide determination. Just hmm. Maybe it's resolve, maybe it's disdain, you're not sure. It's tough to say with a gag on his face. I imagine you're not the first. The old man was kind of batty, but he did say that number one was no better than a limmer. The expression doesn't really change. And it's very clear that Atticus Carter is maintaining a collected attitude, staring now with anger towards Cherish, but <laughs> keeping his expression under control. Ooh, he big We're mad. Having, like a fucking psychic battle. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you're attuning to something right now. Big. Hey, Perfect time to be doing this. Hey, I was able to run around a fucking war camp and attune to the pocket watch, so <laughs> I think I'm fine. There's something interesting about what you said, Talila, to the old mage. That pressure coming in is like a realm scar, right? That's that's how she always explained it before. And so Camion would what? nod and say the valley, at least how it was always explained to me, is like a bubble. Sometimes there are little pockets of air in it, and those bulge outward metaphysically, mm. not literally. And other places leak in. 
Well, if there's one thing we've been good at up until this point, certainly hasn't been investigating or looking into what this piece of shit over here has been up to, but it certainly has been closing realm scars. Talila will nod and say, but there's no realm scar here, Sid. The, I guess I misunderstood then. I figured that kind of energy I don't know. Diagrams. Cammy and I are attuning to these items that are integral in the process. But the spell required to imprison the thing outside the storm. I don't have a diagram for it, and I don't know it. I might be able to know it. So if in these last homily, it's or can a spell someone book, check their pocket isn't it? Watch? Can someone check their pocket watch? Check my pocket watch. Where's the stone? It is nine twenty. That is true. So Crawl could know the diagram. If in the next forty minutes we could get our hands on that, that would be great. Cherish, yes. where is the stone? Where's the yes, Ayun no. stone? It's a spell book. I asked right. the Ayun stone if there was a diagram. There is not. I don't need a diagram. He needs the spell. Ah, I see. Well, if this ritual... Does work, and Zenerva comes back to her body. This could be problematic, but we will burn that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, and I will produce the emerald for Grawl. Well, little buddy, thank you for all of your help. If there is anything else pertinent that you think I need to know, now would be the time. Because unfortunately, we are not going to be communicating any further. Also, how do you feel about libraries? <laughs> I, I don't hear any of that, no. so. No. <laughs> it will say. This poor Ayun stone. I know. I, I don't. You know what? It's not alive. It's not alive. Well, it's maybe. sentient, I though. It's sentient. Is it? Oh, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know if you've she read never. up on the Order of the Scribe Wizard subclass, but. Uh, I no, have. <laughs> I am very interested in that subclass. Um, no. I believe it is called a living spell book. It is sentient. That's true, but it can. And it's it going to live forever. It can now. be brought back to life. But that's true. That is not. <laughs> that is not knowledge any uh, of us have. No, I'm not about I'm to. I'm not about to tell this emerald that it's going to die. So, <laughs> not like so, it can do anything will, about it anyway. Yeah. Will it? Will it be brought back to life if it is imprisoned in a dark, uh, aberrant library? <laughs> Well, we I guess there's know. one way to find out. But the thing is, so it was created by Zenerva with her knowledge, I'm assuming. So she could just maybe make another one. I don't know. She's got attorney to do it. Fuck her. Exactly. Hey, wow, we'll that took me a hundred and some hey. episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. to say that. Hey, Ionstone, what's up? Did you want to say something? I think you wanted to say something. What else do you need to know? How else can I help you? 
Well, we're attuning to the items. We're going to investigate this diagram or how to grab hold of this spell. Um, Do you know someone else capable of casting imprisonment at that high of an energy rate? Maybe. We're looking into it. Very good. If there's anything else I can help you with, please let oh. me know. Oh, um, there is. Oh, there is. Uh, I, I think that that's all I can think of for now. Again, unless you think that there's anything else pertinent that we're missing. Maybe a, I, some hand I, signals that Zenerva did during the thing. I'm, like, I'm just imagining Zenerva, like where she is by the living gate, just, like, checking on the living spellbook, like, what the fuck are they doing? I like to imagine she's dusting the, the living gate. It's like, oh, oh, here we go again. And the spellbook will say, I have no other pertinent information that might be consistent with the ritual you are trying to perform. Well? Well, I'll just sort of place it on the ground and, like, slide it toward Crawl. Bon voyage! <laughs> Goodbye, little friend. <laughs> Cherish, before this becomes food, what do we need to do specifically? It's a three-step process as far You're as You're muted, I Elliot. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> It is a spell called Imprisonment. Mm. Um, it's a ninth. It, I know that you're familiar with my objective um, right, system right, right. of yes. uh, looking at the world and all of our powers. It's a ninth mm. level spell. Okay. <laughs> Which I can't cast ever. Not by yourself. By yourself. I don't think I'm going to be the one casting it. So. Currently, the grand elemental that is the storm is imprisoned at the moment. Mm -hmm. What spells do I need to cast? In what order? Imprisonment. That's it? Yes. Wait, I, I don't remember. You, we weren't here. We weren't yeah, here for the conversation here. with the, 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 yeah. the ring. Mm -hmm. Or the staff weakens the creature. Okay. The ring commands it mm -hmm. to not fucking kill everybody. That's good. And imprisonment makes it sleep for another eight hours. I have the okay. staff. Camion has the ring. And you need to cast imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Actually, why don't you pass me that emerald really quick again? Yeah, chuck it. Here, yeah, catch. Oh, wow, you caught it. Wow, cool. Good mm -hmm. good catch. Oops, off the side of the... <laughs> well, mage hand, fine, I got you. it. No, that's yeah, fine. Mage I'll just hand, catch right? my, like, mage hand, yeah. Fucking cast mage hand. Yeah. Is it the big snake? I'm sorry? The big snake that's outside the wall. Is that the elemental that is that the thing that needs to be commanded? Or is it just the storm itself? Yes. 
Are they both this? I'm, I'm, I'm not part of this conversation. This is in your brain. Sorry. The Elder Tempest is both the storm and the serpent. Okay. It is so both the ring, things. When the ring and the staff are used, it's just sort of a generalized weakening and commanding. The staff weakens the creature in order to make its... How to say this in not gamey terms? To... Make it less effective at resisting the effects of the ring. The ring then commands it, holding it in place for a short time, while okay. whoever is casting imprisonment does so. Casting imprisonment okay. requires a minute of casting time. Okay. Unfortunately, during this entire process, the Elder Tempest will be attempting to fight any means of control or holding it back. This is why it is imperative that all three things be done coterminously. Right. All at the same time. Indeed. Is there anything else I can help you with? Uh, the reason that Zenerva didn't... Zenerva showed us this ritual once. Um, but yes, I was there. That we... Right, I know. I'm just sort of for the audience's clarification. Ah, no, um, uh, The reason she didn't want us inside the spell circle when she did the spell. The amount of energy put off by the Elder Tempest is... Immense. Mm -hmm. Mortal bodies are not meant to endure such high voltages of electricity. Okay. Zenerva thought it was for the best if you did not become available targets for the Elder Tempest's wrath. That is smart of her and fair. Do you guys have to be in the circle or outside of the circle when it's happening? Inside. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. the be circle inside. enhances the power of the spells being cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah all right. To... Cherish, you got everything you need? Say out loud. Grawl, Camion, and I will need to be in the circle to cast to use these items and cast the spell. Grawl, Camion, before we go any further, we might die. Yep. What's new? I kind of figured that might be the answer. I just wanted to make it uh, abundantly clear. Grawl, are you going to be able to cast that spell without, I don't know, assistance? Uh, um, I think I've got a way. Okay. Um, I mean, generally in the past when we've, um, you know, cast a spell above our capabilities, we all sort of 
put in our I mean we, as far as I know I technically can't like game mechanic was I can't cast the spell above 5th level right but I don't know if everyone should be in the circle for this. I don't know if that's going to kill a bunch of people. This is Reed talking. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I read the player have an idea about something. I don't want to make assumptions, but we'll see. What I'm saying is that you might need our help. I'm and this is sort yeah. of sort of in character, sort of out of character. I think the reason that we were able to even put power into it is because we were using a diagram, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of the same way that we put all of our power into making the uh, talismans or, yeah, the lawless pendants. Yeah. Because we used a diagram for that. Yeah. So the other option... Another option, the one that I was actually thinking of before Grawl offered to kill this adorable <laughs> gemstone, um, is, I mean, we got Albedazim's horrid wilting from the archive. Could we get imprisonment from the archive? Again, I don't... Like a, like a mean, diagram of it. Yeah. Finding the diagram for that spell took hours of research. Yep. That's the other thing, though. We have the spell now. I mean, is there... We could put power into this. I mean, this spell circle is essentially is a diagram. What it does is enhances the power of the items and the spell that get cast within it, so power could, more power could be put into it. As much of as possible, yes. All right, well, let's do that then. Someone is going to have to stay out. Because if it doesn't work, we need to destroy the old mage's body. There's a lot Another of thing. silence. That's everyone kind of glances between each other. Cherish, uh, I, I don't know if everyone needs to go in either. Well, yeah. N no, I mean. No, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. No, I don't know if you do. I can take the spell book, consume that, the staff, and maybe the ring, too. I'm just saying it's an option I'm not going to let you do it alone I'm just a big bug man right now okay I mean I think you're... if it is like a really big bug zapper to cut the tension of this a little bit that still doesn't again in order to amplify the power we need as many of us dumping into it as possible which you can probably do from the outside right that's how you've always done it with the rome scars 
The only one in the side of the circle has been Sid. And Sid's got spell slots now. Well, I have cantrips. <laughs> That's close enough. But before, where in the diagrams for closing realm scars, Sid and whatever ritual component you had from the other side of the realm scars were the things within the circle, and the rest of you dumped power into it. With Abidazim's horde wilting, you had the ritual components you needed, plus the uh, the mithril components in order to create black mithril. Mm. And everybody who was pouring power was outside the circle. Okay. Everyone outside the circle. I take all of them. You use the rhyme stone. Gets us closer, right? We need a material inside, right? I mean, if this... I mean, I'm not... I mean, I'm not the most uh, arcane, you know literate person here, but do we need an element? Uh, the thing that needs to be inside the circle is the spell being cast. Okay. Because all this diagram does is enhance the power of those spells in order to get them onto a level of magnitude great enough to affect something like the Elder Tempest. So the component within this diagram, are the spells themselves. Okay. Cherish. Grawl is right. Is that the first time I've ever heard Sid say that? Yeah, it is. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Camion will look up from the ring they're holding towards you, Grawl. Can't let you do this alone. I just had this whole moment with Cherish about yeah, this exact no. thing. Camion uh, I and know, I, I know, just I know. Like, had a whole moment, and also it. Hey, Cherish. Girl, hey. it doesn't matter because I am fucked either way. Guess who took an oath to protect somebody? Hey, Grawl. Hey. I release you from your oath. Doesn't matter. I don't accept. Well, that's not how that works. So oh, it is. It's a hobgoblin tradition. I'm the one. I'm the hobgoblin. Kill you. That seems like a poor choice, since I'm the one who can cast imprisonment. Go back to concentrating. Cherish. It could at least give you an opportunity to say goodbye. I've already made my peace with it. You can't. I cannot. Cherish, I'm not going to be the one casting it. Okay? I'm not me anymore. And as Grawl makes those gestures towards his body, you can see the hand twist outward, and there's this cracking sound. You're not quite sure where it comes from, but you all hear it. It's this distinct... Cherish. We really don't have a whole lot of time. No, we don't. So Cherish. To have this stupid emerald and let me concentrate. Cherish. 
I got to see my mom one more time. I want you to be able to see your mom one more time. The emerald is on the ground just in front of you, Grawl. Grab it. Hello. Hi. There's a terrible corruption upon your soul, my friend. Oh, I know. So long as you're aware. Oh, yeah. How can I help you today? <clears throat> I'm assuming the old mage is still out of commission. A bit, yeah. Is there any way I can aid you? There was talk of a ritual. How big is the Ayun stone? Like a, a finger in length and a little bit more around. Okay. Maybe um, two inches in diameter. Okay. I'm all bug-faced too, right? Half of it, anyway. Okay. It's kind of Can slowly creeping over your nose a little bit. The left side of your mouth has a, a, a mandible sticking out from beneath your cheek. Lovely. I'm still beautiful on the inside. I'm going to eat it. Like literally or with your sword? I mean, I don't I, I think my mouth. <laughs> I know, but I don't just think my bite mouth. Bite it like is... an apple. <laughs> I don't want to bite it in half. I want the whole thing. I don't. Mm -hmm. It's not like I can't just like, you know, it's too big. I can't eat a whole apple all at once. So you place but... it on the ground and stab it with the great sword. Yeah, just kind of like not even looking at it. Just just set the great sword on top of it. And just boop, it's gone. And yeah, like a water balloon shatters into a thousand little pieces, dust. <laughs> And there is a terrible rush of power from inside you. And you all hear this cicada clicking sound rustling up from Grawl. All of his clothes shivering. And there is this cracking sound that comes from Grawl's back. Like rock being split in half. Grawl, you feel something pressing at your shoulder blades. Something pushing your rib cage and spine forward. Cool. You watch as the carapace of your left arm splits first at the knuckles and going up the forearm, up to the shoulder. And you see emerging from inside perfectly white hobgoblin hand. And you are pushed backwards and away. You feel these tendrils kind of creasing out from you and spilling backwards away from Grawl. Grawl spilling forwards away from Grawl. So. <laughs> and this malformed figure, the insectoid fusion, this hunched creature, wings suddenly bursting forth, flapping once, twice, 
draping slowly over the hunched form, creating a brown, ragged cloak. Grawl, you are left, standing, stunned, staring down at yourself. A hobgoblin. In shape, in size. But the sword... Perfectly average, right? Perfectly average. Please tell me he's wearing clothing. All of your clothing is still on you. Oh, thank oh. gods. Little thank tendrils of Icor connect you and this other being. And there, standing before you, slowly standing to his full height, nearly ten feet tall, the creature, Mott, stands in the material plane. I am free. There is no sign of the sword. On terrible bipedal legs that click and crack as the carapace moves against itself. Two-toed feet that curve upward with a clawed undertow at the heel. It will turn its luminous green eyes towards all of you, multifaceted. Tears are from your shoulder. Sadagar shakes with fear. Stormpiercer at your hip says, well, that's not good. There is no Maz or Ruby to speak in the mind of Cherish Ironstrike. And Mott will look down at you, Grawl. So much knowledge. So much power. You have my thanks, Grawl. You're not exactly how I expected today to be going. So much. You see him flex his hands, the two thumbs on either side of the wrist, the two fingers clenching, unclenching. His mandibled face revealed in the dusky light that is now faded into starlight, the moon wheeling above you. Mott's eyes glowing that dull green, crackling brown energy wreathes him and he stares down at you, Grawl. Quickly, we must away from this place. No. What? Not yet. You have work to do. Work? We must escape. I'm going to run away. This place, it is a prison no better than the one that held me before. Really? 
that that's what you have to say. Were you not witness to the entire conversations that we had for the last hour or so? That's we're not going anywhere. And what? You would have me conduct this ritual strengthen right. the bars of this cage. Yes. I think you would know me better than that, Grawl. I do. And he will stalk forward, hunching down slightly in front of you, and poke your chest with a jagged talon. You are better than this place. I know. And yet you wish... To continue this charade, this farce. I feel like this place is under new management now. Things are going to be different. Not a charade if everyone knows how it works. And if I refuse... I'm not going to. And why not? Because I said you're not, and you don't really want to anyways. You never knew me. Never understood. Did you let anyone? You wish this power. So be it. It could be a parting gift for our partnership. But I will not be subject to the whims of yet another jailer. Do, do you not understand you're the jailer now? That is no better. There are a multitude of jailers. There are a thousand thousand gods and Powers that need killing to free and right now, that's not mortal what we're doing. kind. To free them by killing them. Killing those that would bind their fates. The mortals here are no better, despite what that crystal witch says. She is just another god tugging at their strings. I mean... Let it fall apart. Let them scatter to the winds and choose their destiny. That's what we're doing right now. No. You are resetting the cage. Let it burn, crawl. Let it fall apart and let the mortals thrive and survive in the chaos that the multiverse has become.
do not let them starve and breed and waste their existence living continuous cycles at the whims of one of them. I just want to be like, who hurt you? But I know. Oh. The cape on my shoulder. <laughs> if you do nothing, if you let this place unravel, Mortals will be unleashed upon the multiverse once again, and our free will. <laughs> it will strike fear into the core of their essence once again. The gods? The powers. Gods, demons, devils, elemental lords, the fae. Queens of air and darkness, light and shadow. They will all know what it is to face mortal champions again. They have been allowed to grow complacent. Your war-bonded sister knew the truth of this. I'm not taking no for an answer. And that is your choice, one that I will not deny you, but I will take no part in it. I will give you this power if you wish it, but I will be away from this place before it is done, and you will be left as powerless as you were when you found my blade upon the mesa. It's fine. I don't think I need you anymore. So be it. Just maybe like for five more minutes. Maybe like for five minutes. I need I need you for like five minutes. But like, yeah, tell them. Also, like, Crawl's not powerless. Because he has the knowledge now. I think that was you who said knowledge was power. And knowing is half the battle. His big hand will sweep up and grab your arm. Pull it close to his torso and you see the two smaller sets of arms reaching out from just beneath his chest. Like a little hug? And they start etching a rune into the flesh of your forearm. Cool. Similar to what he'd done before in the archive, he makes you into a living spell scroll, infusing the power of imprisonment into your flesh. That is yours to use as you see fit, Kral. You are mortal. You have choice. I only wish that you made the correct one. 
and Mott will release your arm and take a few steps back. Gazing over the Threadless again, its gaze will lock on Tirza, and it will go, but then it will turn, striding away. You see the cape, the cloak unfurling, suddenly wings, large, luminous things that crackle with green and brown and black energy. leaps up into the air, energy streaking behind it. Eventually that energy warps and twists, and the creature Mott vanishes. And the time on the pocket watch reads 9.45. Well, time to get to work. Judah will say, Do you think he was telling the truth? If we let it unravel. Even if he was. Us making the choice for everyone else in this valley is no better than the gold mage making the choice for us. I mean, to scatter everyone without yeah. their knowledge to the multiverse. Yeah, I know. But... Yes, of course, but... But the difference is that then they would have choice. Freedom. But if we take these words very specific scattered to the multiverse. People would lose their families. Who knows where one person would go and another. We can't make that choice for them. But we can consign them to a cage? We can leave them to the whims of the old mage? No. If any of us live through this, God's willing, we can start to make a change. It doesn't have to go back to the way it was. I have always thought that people should know what's going on. And now that we basically do, maybe we can start to tell people. And then when 
when something like this happens again, because it will, then maybe they can make that choice. Noel left the valley. You can just go. <laughs> maybe people will start to leave. But they have to know. Talilo will say, What if she just resets us again so we can't remember? That's what I'm afraid of, too. She did lie to us again. She said there was nothing we can do. Camion, who's still concentrating on the ring as well. Looks as though their focus is wavering slightly. Glance over to Atticus Carter. And they want us to reset this. That can't be a good thing. I guess Carter wants us to reset it. How will we find everyone, you know? How will I find my family? How will Cherish find her family? How will Tirza find Netta? I mean... I might be able to help with that. People will die if we do this, probably. We don't know that everywhere folks go will be habitable or safe. But Maybe that's better than living a lie. Judo will glance. Tirza is going to do something that's probably not going to get <laughs> Cherish on her side, but um, it sounds like she quotes something, um, and it's definitely uh, Jarashir scripture about... Um, the power of righteousness withstanding the storm. And Tirza, you know that the coming of the outer storm there was always going to be those who didn't make it through the Tempest. Exactly. But Camion will shake their head and say, We need more time. Let's just finish this. 
I say we finish this, get this done. Judah will shake his head. I think breaking this cycle is the right thing. Delilah has a worried look on her face, but is quiet. There is nine minutes left. I can't not believe I'm saying this, but I think... The fact that the old mage has reset things before that we've all forgotten already. If we let her keep doing what she's doing, who knows how long it'll take us to catch on again. I just keep thinking about all the people we've met. Their faces keep flashing in my head. These people who the people who have helped us, the people who we owe our lives to. I don't know if I can just let them scatter. Well, then I guess we'll just have to go find them. Judah will say, Tears are can find anyone with the right connections. Hypothetically, I mean, what have we been doing if not making connections with people around the valley? Cherish grips the staff of the Magi so hard that if she were a character with a strength of more than eight, she may break it. <laughs> and sets it down. Camion gives you a... And then starts sobbing. Distraught look. But then shakes their head and just slams the ring down onto the stone. Their skin going white into winter. They stare fixedly off into the middle distance. Like, it's full Studio Ghibli tears. <laughs> Actual okay. waterfalls. Actual waterfalls down your face. There's five minutes left until the end of the world. I pull up my pocket watch. Mm -hmm. I send a message to Lucidian. Okay. Find Angie. Hold on tight. Things are going to get weird. 
I will find you. Okay. A response comes back pretty quickly. I don't know what you mean, but I'll get to it as quick as I can. We found the other auger bearers. They were in Amberfell. Something... Some sort of ritual. I didn't quite understand what was happening. I need to find a way to send another... <sighs> well, so something was happening. Camion will pull out their pocket watch. I have no one to send a message to. Everyone I know is here. If somebody else wants to send a message, now's the time. Cherish, Cherish will kind of look at Tirza. Tirza's look has already glanced to Cherish. I don't... Neta has been preparing me for this my whole life. She might not need comfort in these last minutes. See, that's the problem. I can't mean I don't think you met my mom. I met Kalkin during the trials. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tell her that... that I love her. And... I'm sorry. And if she's... with Jet... To tell him that I'm sorry. You see Camion hold up their pocket watch and say, This is from Cherish. She says she loves you. And that she'll see you again. Um, and I think, like, like that thing where you, like, you're mad at somebody and you go to grab them, but you're sad, so it's almost a hug because you can't, like, control yourself. Um, and she starts sobbing again. And Camion, melting to the soft green of spring, will hold you. And you feel their body start to shake slightly as well. Judah will shake his head and stare and get close to everyone and put a hand on Tirza's shoulder. Talila will get close as well. Mm -hmm. 
Sid uh, Tir Tirza will be sort of jostled out of her. Um, she's also been staring into space and is maybe saying something under her breath that none of you can hear. Oh, um, my perception's pretty good. <laughs> she's barely, barely reciting scripture. Yeah. Um, but when Judah places his hand on her shoulder, she'll say, uh, yes, that's probably for the best if we all want to stay together. I look at my pocket watch. How much more time do we have? One minute. What about him? And I gesture at Atticus Carter. Who is staring absolute raging hate at all of you. Eat it! Oh, this motherfucker gotta come with us. Yeah. yeah. He's just stewing his juices. Some solace, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Grawl, do you drag him over to us? Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. yeah. He can live forever. He could get, oh, he's gonna he's gonna hate himself for this shit. Best victory is letting him live. And and you know what, Grawl, you have a fun new spell called imprisonment <laughs> that you can use once. <laughs> well, hmm, there's but only no, one. As we'll say, yeah. the, the fun thing about imprisonment is, of course, that the duration is until dispelled. Yeah, I was just about to yeah. say, what is the duration on that one? It's, it's until dispelled. Quite a long time. And the only reason it wears off on something like the Elder Tempest is because, well, it's Elder Tempest. Just, yeah. yeah. It's just I can too think of a few much. Things. Great. The second hands on a couple of POC watches tick by. Wait, where's Cubert? <laughs> Nearby a mono drone is staring wistfully from the edge of the cliff off towards the tall mountains of the storm wall looking at the burgeoning outer storm as it begins to bulge up from beyond that limiting mountain range and the, the little modron will say oh fascinating <laughs> As multicolored lightning splits the sky, a rainbow of colors erupting up from the outer storm. As the second hand passes the twelve, ten p.m. chimes somewhere, multiple somewheres in Stormhaven bells begin to ring. People around the edges of Lake Quelio look up, expecting to see an aurora of lights that marks the passage of this ritual every night. What they see instead is that bulging, rippling storm suddenly rise. It moves with a speed terrifying. It moves with a life unnatural. It moves with a power unimaginable. Coils ripple up from those black clouds. As the seconds begin to turn into a minute, wings, enormous, voluminous, multicolored, feathery wings 
lifting up out of the clouds, titanic, hundreds of feet long. The movement seems slow from a distance, but the amount of space that it's covering is vast. The coils rippling and pulsing, the mountains themselves begin to shake as something lets out an enormous hissing call that sounds like thunder, it's so loud and long. With a sizzle on the end, like the popping of electricity. This creature, this elder tempest, as the minute turns into multiple minutes, suddenly a head rises from just in front of you. Cascading black clouds slipping off of an enormous serpentine face. Two eyes opening with bright yellow amber, with black slits the size of clock towers. Fangs as the mouth slightly parts reveals themselves, fangs the size of mountains. Its body, if it even has one, is a combination of scales and storm. Rippling, it rises, the wings, two, four, six, twelve, twenty, so many wings along its length, flapping and wheeling. There's fire within that storm, lightning. The colors of chaos erupt outward. The snake begins to move, its head undulating slowly down, then up. That coursing ripple of scales moving in a cascade around the perimeter of the entire Tempest Rest Valley. As it begins to ascend, its wings undulating like some kind of flying millipede. It begins to break away, stone rolling away from where it had slept for who knows how long. The storm wall mountain breaks, and the outer storm, the elder tempest, is free. And as it spirals inward, it consumes the sky above the tempest rest valley, fulfilling an ancient prophecy known only to the Jarashir. The serpent's coils and the storm are one as it wreathes the sky. The wind and rain and lightning and thunder that come down in a torrent are only felt for a moment. Because less than ten minutes after the ritual was supposed to begin, the Tempest Rest Valley ceases to exist. The thing that held it in check, that held it contained, the bars of the cage fly free. And everything within is scattered. Left adrift at first, and then flung, spiraling, like water being shed off of a shaking animal's back. Droplets of mortality scattered across 
an infinite, vast myriad of worlds. Grawl. Mm-hmm. Roll me a d8. Three. When you come to consciousness, none of your friends are nearby. None of your allies. It is hot. Oppressively hot. The sun in the sky. Is it a sun? If it's a sun, it's not one you've ever seen before. It glows with a dull orange light. Wreathed with a black corona. You push yourself off your hand, shifting in sand. Looking around, you see desert. A trackless wasteland. In the distance, maybe there's a mesa. But even as you watch, that mesa stands. Moves. And then settles back down. Some enormous creature in the distance. There is the quiet sound of wind blowing across sand. Tirza, if you could please roll me a d8. Sorry, I just grabbed my Ozzy Tahaka dice, but I think the Outer Storm one is more appropriate. That's a two. Smell of old charcoal fills your nose as you come to looking around. Your friends, your allies, the place you knew, gone. You push yourself up, your hand coming away black, smeared with ash. The smell here is oppressive, the, the heat choking. Pull at your collar feeling sweat already begin to bead down your forehead and rolling across your spine. It is dark, like night. But there is light. Low, flickering light somewhere nearby. And you hear... an ocean? It's a roar, to be certain. Stumbling away from this place, you come to a shore but a shore unlike any you've ever seen. As brilliant golden fire laps at the shore, you stare out at a nighttime sea made of flame. Sid. Mm -hmm. Roll me a d8. Eight. You do not wake up on land of any kind. You wake up falling. Falling 
falling, falling. Why is it always falling? It's always falling. The dark, dappled night is broken by the silver of glowing clouds nearby. And boy, does this feel familiar. Huh. So familiar as you're falling towards a roiling maelstrom beneath you. You see jagged lines of light and darkness splintering in a spiral marked by different elements that collide and cascade with each other in an archipelago of elemental beauty. From this high up, it certainly is pretty beautiful. But that beauty is quickly blocked out by a dark shadow that passes beneath you. And with an abrupt and jarring sensation, you smack into the deck of a ship? Ow! <laughs> and you stand up, your hand planted on very fine wood. Someone has done a lot to take care of the deck of this ship. Somebody will shout in Elvish? Captain, we've got a float dropper! An elf with a long coat draped over their shoulders, but otherwise dressed with a, in a vest with a couple of short swords strapped to his hip, his boots clanking on the deck of the ship, will walk forward and kind of, like, tow you over, flipping you onto your back. Now, who are you to fall right out of the sky onto Ratio Lyadon's ship, my friend? They call me... City Numberlight. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Now that is a fine name. Cherish. I don't need you to roll me anything. I kind of thought that that might be the case. Yeah. When you wake up, you peel your head off of a desk. A little bit of drool has formed on the, the paperwork in front of you. There is an inkwell just to your right, the long crimson feather sticking up out of it. And a voice will say, I hope you rested well. It's time for the work to truly begin. And she will just match that steely gaze. In five years' time, you will all meet again. But until then, thus marks the end of the Conspiracy of Scales and the end of the Tempest Rest Valley. Threadless are scattered to the winds of the multiverse. Their adventures are not over. 
but for now, that is where we're going to leave them. Because as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at matcomrpg. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot. I almost said at MacComRPG because I'm just <laughs> so in the shit. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, I make all kinds of art and post it there, uh, including many what will be many iterations of what I think Cherish looks like in five years. And hopefully I can keep myself from posting them tomorrow. <laughs> But um, <laughs> do the podcast time travel? I hope you don't. Yeah. Um, uh, you can support the art that I make on Patreon at patreon.com slash Elliot C. Lewis. And I have a Society 6 store uh, that is linked on my Twitter where you can buy prints of certain Matcom art. So that do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Um, please, 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 please come hang out. Um, and, and yeah, let's chat about what just happened. <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Redimus. Yeah. I, I I thought I had it all figured out, and then we decided, nope, nope, not gonna do that. I mean, which is good. Life is about choices. Indeed. Yeah, it is. So. Um, if you want to find me on social media, I suggest instead to use your energy in a more fruitful nature and contemplate the the story that the five of us uh, have been weaving for you for two years now. Um, for, I'm sure Mike is going to say this, but thank you. If, if you're still with us here, thank you. It's, um, I, it's hard to put into words. And, um, but uh, it's not too late because we're going to keep playing. So um, rate and review our podcast now that there is a bookend at the end of it. Uh, it means a lot um, to know that you care enough to um, leave a review. Um, and uh, yeah, if you include the name of a NPC in the subject line, I guess, I guess that name is going to appear in whatever happens next. And what is that, Mike? Well, a little bit of housekeeping. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I am more than happy to talk about all things Maccom. Uh Yeah, I. Uh, this is the end of the Conspiracy of Scales, which is the, the end of this section of Material Components. This bit of 5th edition campaigning is done. For now, at least, that is where we're going to leave these four heroes scattered to the winds after their last fateful choice, because life is about choices, right up to the very, very end. It's always about choices. 
and I took that to heart very early in this campaign, and I hope it it read throughout the whole thing. Because, um, boy, there were so many choices that were made that changed <laughs> wildly what I had originally planned. Uh, but here we go. Here we go. Some of them very dumb and bad ones. <laughs> Look, I don't think I made a bad decision the entire time. I, I stand by everything we did. We are we are more than due to start our uh, discussion side project, Arcane Focus. And the first episode of that, I think, has yeah. to be the, the wraparound discussion about this campaign. Um, so, I want to do... I mean, I, I, the sooner we do it, the better, honestly. I would love to discuss with all of you. Sure. Well, yeah, that, I'm so excited for that. But uh, for next time, uh, for, to let our listeners know, um, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. Um, due to podcast time travel, it will not be as big of a break for you as it is for us. Um, I don't have an exact date when we'll be back, but uh, rest assured it will be uh, before the end of February we will return. And when we do we will be returning to a setting that we have explored very briefly on this very podcast. One of our very first one-shots was done in the setting of The Dragon's Wake, a science fantasy uh, setting of my own invention, and uh, we shall be returning there very shortly with the next campaign here on Material Components, albeit not with 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, We will be returning there with a... An RPG system of my own devising, um, which I am very excited to playtest the shit out of, and uh, I hope to you all have as much fun playing it as I did designing it, and uh, I'm sure it will be a, a learning process all the way through. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, this means yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm... read, and can I? I can't just watch YouTube videos of how to play my class. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, spoiler alert, no classes in this system, so... What? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, but yes, uh, you can look forward to that on the the next episode of Material Components, where uh, we will be beginning a campaign that I am calling Raising the Chimera. <laughs> Now, what that means and uh, what this game is going to be, we shall see. But uh, that remains for next time, because, of course, you can also find our good, good friend Omadep over on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN. And I would like to add just one small coda to the end of this episode, of this podcast, of everything we've done here, because... Oh, boy. Of course, we can't get away from this without a, a quick... Sidebar to Duskwalker Important Export TM, where a humble shopkeeper of the most noble intent is busily counting his wares. He is wondering at the lack of business he's had lately. He is curious about the fate of his best customers, at least of late. And he is a little concerned at the fact that it looks like, is it just him? Or is the shop getting smaller? Are the aisles getting closer together? Is the ceiling visible? 
as he glances around, not quite sure of what's going on, he, he will hear a groaning sound from somewhere in the shop. Walking down the aisles, he will call out, Alexander? Is everything okay? Hello? Hello? And there's no answer. His stalwart monkey business partner, nowhere to be found. Eventually, he will wind his way through aisles, finding a pile of used banana peels by the front door. He will glance at the door, somewhat confused. It, is it open? It looks like the door is just left open. He will look around, walk forward, hand outstretched, grabbing the doorknob. He will pull it open and staring out at a city. An empty city. He will poke his head out. Hello? His voice echoes through this empty city. Hello? Looking around. Pokes his head out. Glances north. Towards Hall Hill. Towards Old Haven. He glances east towards Dustwater. No one. Is anybody here? Bowentep steps out of his shop and looks around the city of Stormhaven, looking for the people who aren't there. He glances around and the camera pulls back as Omatep, hands on hips, will go, Oh, shoot. Not again. Pulling away, we slowly, slowly, slowly leave this street in Stormhaven, the city at the center of all things. We see a valley, empty. We see that valley on a world. We see that world in space. We see a material plane, left, ready waiting to be found. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye! Thank you so much. Bye.